What's good? What's going on? Hello, hello, welcome. Give it's me one second one to watching. send out the link on all of our social and whatnot. For some reason, my chat keeps disappearing. That's totally cool. Everything is going amazing and is totally completely <laughs> under control. I have not been in the rain all weekend. Things are going amazing. <laughs> We are so high we're energy right now. We're we so all say sarcastically, but I'm I'm in, I'm all the way up here. You can't see, but my hand is really high up. Yeah, I'm, good. I'm just fine. I'm all the way I'm all the way up up here. Hand is at the ground. <laughs> I am. All I am, right. Uh, nope, I am ready. Let's do it. Well, while I uh, going, get this link tweeted out and whatnot, hello, 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 and welcome to the. Uh, season four postseason Q and A for Rolling with Difficulty. Hey, wow! Well, a lot of ups and downs in that. Uh, <laughs> it really took us on a journey with that one. Rolling with difficulty. Rolling hey, we, with we difficulty. <laughs> rolling with difficulty. Rolling with difficulty. Look, we're all. <laughs> we need a new bit, guys. New I don't think we need a new bit. I think we need to beat this one into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Bits were made to be broken. Yeah. Once we do that, we can release the Fibonacci cut. Uh, but we're going to be here for the next two hours answering you guys' questions, both from our email and from the chat. So please not all at once, but if you would like to drop a question in the chat, you guys are more than welcome to, and we would be excited to have you. Um, but we're going to be talking about season four and beyond. So uh, to kick us off, I've got a bit of a fun one that, from the email just to get the ball rolling. Uh, this one is for Kiana from Raphael. Monks get proficiency in one tool or musical instrument at level one. Is Kiana secretly talented at some sort of instrument? That's such a good question. I have absolutely no <laughs> idea what I put that proficiency into. Um, let me just pull up my character sheet real yeah, quick well, to see if that uh, solves this mystery, because it's, it's in something. Um, it's gotta be. It's bound to be I, in something. I have a vague memory of, like, Kiana no, having a pan flute. That's my that that would be my bet. Yeah. Uh, if, if that is the case. Let me just check the weirder parts of my inventory. <laughs> oh, where'd this ring of water walking come from? Uh, <laughs> I think I probably have like thieves tools or something. Or uh, no, I've got a <laughs> healer's kit for some reason. Uh, I can get I can give you the answer. The answer is you chose woodcarver's tools. Oh, oh that's okay. weird. They're not even in my backpack anymore. <laughs> well, they're they're not items you got. There's a proficiency you chose. Oh, so if you found good at, if you like found them in the universe, them. you'd get them. You know, like if you found a cool. pair, Kiana would be like, I know how to carve wood. But until then, it's uh. <laughs> the Lord implications are immense because that suggests that there was like a wood carving class at the monastery. <laughs> <laughs> While you were going outside, well, I studied the chisel. <laughs> yeah, you know it's important for uh, yep woodcarver's tools confirmed it. Uh, it's that. important to provide stimulation uh, and enrichment <laughs> for your livestock. So, Ugh, thanks. What a anyway. awful, awful way to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's almost like they're bad guys. Yeah, someone was talking recently about like the food, and someone saying like because I think Red, I think at some point in this past season, you you said something to along the effect of like I I didn't eat this good, but like kind of implied it was like it was amount of food in the monastery and people oh. were arguing about that because they were mm -hmm. like well, we um we know that she didn't eat as good like it wasn't as the food wasn't as good but were they starving them uh no. and the answer is no they 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 were going to use them as as you know 
yeah. they needed them healthy. So yeah, no, they, the they were feeding them. Was that yeah. it was like all the same kind of like like cave algae or whatever. Mm -hmm. Just like mm -hmm. gross. They were but getting all their vitamins and minerals, you know. Yeah, extremely yeah. nutritious stuff. Look, if we never saw the sun, we had to be getting that vitamin D from somewhere, okay? Yeah. Like it had to come from exactly. somewhere. Um, um, but we got more but, like... questions <laughs> in the chat to get to. Uh, this one comes from Music Enth Enthusiast 135. What would your character's yearbook superlatives be? Austin, you can pick a couple NPCs for this question, whatever you think is interesting or fun. So we're all in the, you know, your best dressed, you're most likely to succeed. What is the crew of the Parasperas and associated NPCs yearbook superlatives? Uh, Davians is most likely to suck eggs. <laughs> <laughs> you know how, you know how there's like wow, most likely I to become, oof. you know, there's like most likely to become president. I think Virilis would be like most likely to fight the president. <laughs> I can't believe the 1930s embodied themselves in Austin for that one moment just to insult Davian as efficiently as possible. Yeah, the epitome of insults. Suck eggs. Oh, I love wow. Davian. I know that he's awesome. Everyone else, does, ever, no one else has caught up to that yet. Actually, I think some people have now, but. Uh, well, he had that yeah. one really good round. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. To make up for a lifetime of disappointments. <laughs> That's everyone else's. Sometimes it's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, I think Danny mix missed uh, picture day and therefore is not actually featured in the yearbook. So hers is just like a .exe <laughs> file not found error. Like where the picture, this happened to a lot of people in my high school. Like you just don't have a picture. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. okay. Yeah, well, what would her superlative? So it, she would have, have a superlative, but then like, it would just be a blank like image. <laughs> uh, it would just be like, ah, oh, that's a good question. Um, What's like the opposite of most likely to succeed that you could conceivably put in a high school year? Most likely to go to most jail? Most likely, most likely to, to get arrested. Yeah, they would likely. not. They would not have that as a superlative. You know, okay, okay, you say that, but That's the good, yearbook though. committee That's at my high funny. school got in trouble for an extremely like insulting superlative they just randomly assigned to one of our classmates. It was like most likely to sleep with a teacher or something. <laughs> <laughs> they got in so much fucking trouble and like had to like a formally apologize. That is so I mean that just funny. that just proves that my point. So they wouldn't funny. do it like the the, the 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 yearbook gods would not allow it. By yearbook gods <laughs> I mean the faculty and staff of your of your particular <laughs> the lady I mean, of pain. They yeah. still got away with it though, right? It, it made no, it no no oh, no that's less fun. Okay. Uh, I mean, even if they did, they'd probably do a thing where they have to like tape over the yeah. thing with like a okay, label. You know I was what? in yearbook committee and senior. I figured year out. This. Danny has no picture, but her superlative is most photogenic. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's beautiful. What about He's uh? Like me to turn blue. <laughs> uh, what about uh, Virla Vas? You know, Kiana. What are we? What are we doing? I have no idea. I think Virla had the most likely to fight the president. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. going with that. Yeah. yeah. There is like sunniest disposition and stuff like yeah, that. Like oh, we'll that. Yeah, like best smile. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that, yeah. that's 200. Yeah, that's definitely Keanu for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to put in... Um, Voss and or Finbar. I would put in for Finbar uh -huh. and Elise, cutest couple. Could be a thing. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. I'm just... Um, sorry. Cutest couple. I think Voss should get best smile. I also like. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know how sometimes yeah. like they'll do like we're we're gonna take this hip story, but we're gonna high schoolify it, and yeah. like the big bad is gonna get recast as the principal, like that. Yeah. The idea of like welcome to Sigil High. Oh no, Principal Payne is on the way. <laughs> I just love this Hungry concept so much. You're talking about the high school AU of which exactly. there are, I think a couple of fan fictions. What? <laughs> 
We can go through the rest of the cat with uh, like the NPCs with this because I'm looking up a list of well, some superlatives. There's like like <laughs> biggest flirt, this class clown, the party is alive. Most well, there you go. That's Finbar and Boss right there. Clown. You know, that's yeah. Finbar and Boss. You got it you in one. Biggest them. flirt, biggest uh, class clown. Yep. Yeah. We do have uh, other questions to get hair? to, so maybe uh, not the I whole know that list. We really do. Yeah. What, what <laughs> yeah. more could we possibly need? Yeah. Best romance. The superlative stream, everyone. You know. Oh boy. Uh, we're going to take another question from chat. This one comes from Mask of the Red Inconvenience to Wally. Now that Finbar is gone, who are the rest of the exes? Uh, <laughs> I really have to pull out this list. That oh explains why everyone was posting hashtag release the exes. Right here. Yeah. Uh, okay, hold on. It's, it's, you do have the ex list. Okay, then you, you can you drop it for now. Yeah, go Wally. ahead. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Not to steal this from you, but we have exes listed in order that you sent me to, uh, sent okay. them to me. Of Gilda Ashmarsh, a ladron, typically in spring from the Feywild, from a neighboring village past a dangerous hag's domain. First girlfriend ended on uh, a sour note when the how uh, hag sat when the hag sowed trouble between the two villages. Aw, she's a, she's an acolyte of Chontia. Oh, uh, yeah. we have Sidney, who we knew about. Um, yeah. Working long hours in close proximity led to some intense emotions. Once they were outside the kitchen, they didn't last. Oh. <laughs> We have uh, Addy Azura Spark, Fairbog living at a Fey crossing between the Beastlands and the Fey Dark, uh, dropped out of the Academy, the, the Searing Tongue, to deal with some issues at home. Would have been cool to see her. Uh, we have Zimrissa, obviously, uh, Changeling working uh, uh, for the Searing Tongue, a toxic on and off relationship <laughs> due to her hostile emotional state. Okay, hear me out. We play a one-shot <laughs> where we are all Finbar's exes. That's Ooh, pretty good. Ooh, that's good. And I we like play that. the other we're side of, like... We haven't like, gotten to my favorite yet. One, we play, like, the other side of Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You guys are all trying to beat Finbar. That would be yeah. so good. Or I guess Elise. Yeah, we'd be trying to beat Elise. Alright. Yes. Uh, last one before Elise Mardoon, which I don't know if we've ever talked about her last name. Apparently, She has a last name. It's Mardoon. Um, Not anymore. Uh, Sonosha, that's true. Sonosha oh. of the Burning Veil, Goliath, half fire giant from the city of Brass. Hey. Going before going separate ways, spends most of her time on the material plane in Kalmashan. Uh, so that's why we never saw her, even though we we're at Brass so much. Uh. Huh. Yep. That's, that's the yep. What was a little blurb for Elise? Don't ask me again. Uh, Elise, <laughs> Elise have a little blurb. Met on the Whipped Crown and shared some smaller adventures while together. Relationship ended when their mentor died. Currently reconnected and trying to make it work. Aww. Aww. We made it work, folks. Aww. Hey. I love it when a story has a happy ending. Uh, we'll take another question from chat here. This one from Ann Keener. Austin, how dead would the party have been if Danny hadn't grabbed Kiana when she did? So let's talk about season four a little bit. Uh... Oh, oh good, good, good question. So some people questioned yeah. my math yeah. on this because I said that if Kiana soloed the Elder Brain, she had a shot. And they were like, I don't think she does because... Let me pull up the Elder Brain stat block, actually. Um, I don't think she does because look how she got got when she was fighting it with a team, right? <laughs> she got force caged and that was that was quite quite bad for her you but gotta stop she, putting me in bubbles man she has to roll a natural <laughs> one in order to um miss so she's gonna deal a truly a, a tremendous amount of damage to this thing um as and has no damage to uh so there was the problem that it can if if it bubbles her it can mind blast her which is the thing that stuns her um uh. but it's and that's a considerable amount of psychic damage but uh, I think that the Elder Brain 
a one-on-one -on -one situation where it didn't have to deal with cap crowd control wouldn't have done that it would have just tried to tentacle and like do other stuff to her to death um which is two tentacle attacks on a turn and they deal a considerable amount of damage but uh it was definitely possible so how screwed were they danny definitely set them up for success Oof. uh could they have done it absolutely would someone have died i say not guaranteed but decent odds <laughs> but we're i don't think danger. we were staring down i don't think we were staring down tpk which I think a lot of people thought we were staring down at TPK. Including yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> just one, just one I had person two would survive. Whole weeks to stress over that. Only <laughs> one person would survive, and it's arguably worse than it. Yeah. <laughs> Voss starts the new crew. Oh my god. Voss starts <laughs> the ship and just gets three ships. Yes. Uh huh. All right, Mike. Let me tell you about the crew of the Paraspora. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Bunch of really cool dudes. Uh, you know, there was this metal bloke. Uh, yeah. It was uh, you, real friendly you, like. Yeah. Let oh. me tell you, I got a spell jammer for free. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this scam never fails, mate. <laughs> oh, man. But luckily, that didn't happen. I made Austin hang on the, the Discord call with me like an extra five ten minutes after that session ended the first session before um uh, uh, uh the name of the episode is escaping me because there was a lot of episodes that i really did not have names for off the top of my head this season oh boy let's uh let's fumble over some words and then we're gonna open up the podcast app and we're gonna noble scroll deeds, right down episode eight. noble deeds before episode uh, at the end of episode seven before we got to episode eight yeah. um Austin very kindly hung on the call with me and I was like, so can you figure out exactly how this plane shift thing works if I target someone who don't want to plane shift? <laughs> so it was tough going for two weeks, uh, one or two weeks, like knowing that I had a plan, but knowing that, a bit, that I cannot tell anyone else that I have an idea because if I do, it'll be less dramatic and also maybe they'll have counter plans. I'm like, there's literally, there's such a small percentage of this working. I really don't want us to fight this elder brain. Let's see if we can't make this sneaky, sneaky. And apparently a lot of other people also contacted Austin individually to talk about it. So that's fun. We all were stressed, yeah, but were, having there fun. There were multiple plans. There was multiple plans because um, obviously like Red had expressed what she wanted to do. Okay. And then I was asking, I was talking to Wally about um, Voss's <laughs> options. And then I, if I remember correctly, I texted Mars like, what are you doing? And he's like, should I be doing something? <laughs> no, what I, no, no, no. What it was, was, I guess the, I guess it could have been boiled down to that, but it mm -hmm. was, um, I don't really want to be doing what Kiana's doing, but if Kiana's <laughs> going to do it, I'm going to do it. But if Dan is going to do something that's going to circumvent Kiana, I'm doing what Dan, like he, his main goal really was just trying to keep as many people alive. And if it meant mm -hmm. that Kiana was going to go in, then to Virla, she wasn't going to go in alone. But if Danny was going to find something to do to circumvent that, then he's all for it. The only thing that he had was that second level hold person spell, um, which I, which was a wisdom saving throw. So he was like, I was like 90% sure that it wasn't going to work. But it was like the last thing that also, he could try. Also, aren't humanoids, so they it would have worked also that. Yeah. No, 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 gonna do it on Kiana. Oh, oh my mistake, yeah, yeah, wop, yeah. Wop. yeah. Yeah. And in fact, it didn't work. It didn't. But all's well that ends well. We all survived season four. We'll see how it goes after that. Um, I'm seeing some people talking about pins in the chat. Uh, if you guys want pins merch, I can look into it. But we don't make merch ourselves currently. We go through like a uh, Red fulfillment, Bubble. Red Bubble fulfillment. So um, they don't offer pins. But if we can find a company that does, maybe we'll look into it. So uh, if, you, if you're interested, cool. cool. I, I, would, I would love a pin. But uh, there's no plans or promises <laughs> to be made at this point. 
Uh, we're going to do a question from yeah. the email next. We're going to throw it over to uh, Mars in our email. Uh, they ask, to all, what modern fashion aesthetics do you think your characters would wear? So you know they make mm -hmm. uh, sleeveless sweatshirts? <laughs> <laughs> They're yeah. so comfy. They're getting the I, rock I hear. Athletic gear. <laughs> uh, I yeah, think like I feel like Keanu would be like very athleisure. Yeah, mm -hmm. very like co but like cozy athleisure, you know, like on the border of being mostly sweatshirts and sweatpants, but like all sleeveless, of course. Of course. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. What is the rocks line called? I can't think of it right now. It's got the I think I have line. a sleeveless sweat. I don't understand them. My dad bought a whole bunch, and I'm like, how are you? In what situation are you so warm you don't want any sleeves, but you're cold enough? You're like, yeah, I need a hood. Uh, <laughs> you got to protect the extremities. You it's know? for yeah. the fashion. Yeah. The yeah. arms are extremities. You know, your uh, I feel is insane. really the most important part when you're staying warm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After all, as we all learned from Rachel Ghoul in Batman Begins, your arms will take care of themselves. <laughs> Focus on your core. Austin, yeah. you know yeah. that my thermal regulation only happens through my forearms, so I'll, I'm, forearms. I'll, I'll be in the hottest <laughs> weather wearing all black long sleeves just rolled up. It's so. true. Bell check. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's true. I've seen him at the beach in long like... sleeves and jeans. <laughs> um, I think Danny um, would do, like, you know, like, tech wear, like, that's sort of like, yeah. let's have a bunch of yeah. lanyards oh, and whatnot. Okay. And, but oh, but yeah. she has the most, uh, yeah. like, biker gang leather jacket on top of whatever she's wearing at any given point because obviously we got to keep the brand um Fuck yeah. yeah we really lean into it fairly is a big sweater guy yeah yeah he wouldn't he wouldn't, he wouldn't wear scarves uh all year round but like definitely like once it hits fall winter oh yeah that baby's going on <laughs> scarves all the time mm-hmm um i'd say Voss's. uh have you guys seen the um like definitely like bloodborne and gothic uh <laughs> like over the top uh Wait, that's boss or finbar <laughs> that's boss not finbar okay. Okay. That, that's boss for sure um sort of leading into like so, sort of like a like gothic victorian vibe um mm. and then i guess finbar is more like cottage core um yeah Maybe, maybe, um, what am I thinking? Not, not cashmere. What's the uh, corduroy? There we go. <laughs> corduroy is his, his, uh, his, uh, textile of choice. Absolutely for incredible. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, this next question comes from Reploid404 in the chat. Hey, Austin, was it weird for you that the Baldur's Gate 3, uh, was it weird for you that Baldur's Gate 3 kind of lined up with your guys' season four ending? Um, I guess generally to open it up to everyone, like, who's played Baldur's Gate and how closely does it like how much I know that it deals with mind players a lot which I think is why it's associated with the pod so much but we do get a lot of questions about have we played mm -hmm. Baldur's Gate and what do we think of all the space stuff or planescape stuff and the pod story and whatnot so feel free to I'm just rambling oh. someone interrupt at any point please yeah I'd love to um part of the uh, inspiration for the for the show was like I, they released that cinematic years ago and I was like I need to do something with it like i want to do this i want to see nautiloids uh, i want to see gith on the backs of dragons and i want to see mind flayers uh so i don't i haven't played the game so i don't know how much plot like and if there was any more specifics under other than like the things that are definitely going to happen when you deal with mind flayers and get yankee like the like the game does mm -hmm. uh, i don't know how specific it gets but um yeah that's the uh that's the reason for it so 
uh, yeah, it's not it's not coincidence. Um, uh, yeah. But I think you know if you're gonna do a spell jammer slash planescape, like you gotta, you gotta have those guys in it. Like they're what's fun about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, just a similar inspiration source kind of convergence thing more than an intentional like weird Baldur's Gate's doing us and we're doing Baldur's Gate. Like we don't have that kind of relationship with Larry and Stuart. No, we definitely inspired Baldur's Gate. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, no. To catch what you just said, Baldur's Gate did inspire this. Absolutely. If you, the cinematic if, inspired me. So Actually in Act Three in Baldur's Gate, you'll find a party of four, like a giant, mm-hmm. a, a small yep. blonde monk, a, a yeah, a robot automaton. Yeah, you can't that's... actually play Danny in Baldur's Gate without modding the game because the artificer and Genasi uh, class and race do not yeah. exist in the base game. Well, how do, how do you think I feel? <laughs> can't play any Warforge. Um, I think Kiana's the only one that you could actually play uh, vanilla. Do they or have Kalashtar a Kalashtar in the game? Know if in oh, the never game. mind. Forget I that. only look like a human. That's true. You're right. Yeah. Um, we'll take another question from chat. This one comes from that cryptic Robin for Sophia. What's your advice for starting a podcast? You handle most of the editing and behind the scenes things. What programs do you use? If it's okay, I'm going to ask again. Ah, sorry. Yes. Before, um, make my biggest advice is like to worry a little less about the tech specific stuff and to focus instead on what your podcast is actually going to be about. I do do all of the behind the scenes stuff for this other than creating the adventures because that is up to our lovely DM Austin. Um, but, uh, when it comes to whether you're making like an actual play or like a more conversation-y podcast or something interview-based, you want to ask yourself like, why do I want to talk about this thing? And do I think I could do or talk about this thing for more than one or two episodes? You know, um, so I, I think in the YouTube space a lot, you get people who have like one really good video idea and they make it and it's awesome. And they can kind of just like jump around and do whatever that one interesting thing is. But podcasts are really big on consistency. So like with Rolling with Difficulty and Movie Struck and the early sarcastic podcast, among others that I've produced, um, all of them have a thesis that you can recreate ad infinitum keep doing and i personally find very interesting so uh yeah just try and think about your your topic a little bit and um make sure you have that locked down as to not only something that uh you think you could talk about but that you'd be interested in and uh in terms of like programs and tech stuff i use the uh, adobe suites because i freelance video edit and podcast produce and that's my whole job Free softwares like Audacity, I'd work just as good for podcasting. You don't need anything super fancy. Uh, same with microphones, like a, a good USB mic, like a nice mid-tier um, amateur level microphone is going to get you pretty far. Uh, I, you know, wor- worry about having a, a fun thing that you like to do before you worry about having perfect technical specs and editing and all that kind of fun stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't know if anyone else has podcast <laughs> starting advice. <laughs> No. Find someone like Sophia to run it. Yeah. Hire me. We're kind of yeah, kind of spoiled. Uh huh. Um. All right. We'll take a question from email, and then we'll jump back to chat. This one comes from Sir Lightning Potato. What would happen if Virla tried to cast sending to Suvi? Would it go to just Kiana, not work, or actually let him talk to Suvi? Huh. I did see someone talk about this in the Discord. I believe the wording of sending is it has to go to someone with whom you are familiar. I don't know if Viral is really familiar with Suvi. That's you know? an interesting existential question. Yeah, I mean, look, there's some probably like rules as written maybe to, to I, I I wouldn't deem Suvi as a separate creature from Kiana. Like you can't attack Suvi with a spell, right? Hmm. Like you can't huh. target her with dominate monster and then like make Kiana dance around, right? Oh, so but I would how really fun have would to, that be? I, it would be really fun. <laughs> uh, I would rule that uh, it that uh, it goes to Kiana, but Suvi's the answering machine in case Kiana's asleep. 
<laughs> what? <Ooh>. Interesting. <laughs> that basically, that basically funny. happened in the first season. Of yeah. yeah, I remember spending. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like sending while I was unconscious. <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess it's a one-way thing. Nearly can mm -hmm. uh, communicate to Suvi, but Suvi can't communicate to Virla necessarily. Yeah, not really directly like that now. Yeah. Neat. Uh, we'll take another question from chat. This comes from Daniel Flores de Valgaz. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Um, in planning the proverbial Danny season, did Austin plan to make Danny captain? Most of the other seasons had a much more clear trajectory from episode one due to villains, but this was a character-driven season. Um I uh, didn't, yeah, I but that. I don't know if Austin did. <laughs> this, is, this is extremely funny. Is um, I was talking to, uh, I I figured it. I was like, I know what Danny's has been getting at. Uh, I don't need to, Sophie and I don't really need to talk about this. Like it's very clear to me. It's it's been set up. And then uh, Wally was talking about, it and he's like, yeah, I want to do like this to set up her like Captain Arc. I was like, oh, that sounds awesome, Wally. Uh, and then I, after like episode five or something, Sophia's like, I think Danny wants to be captain. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I, I know. Well, I'm glad everyone else question? was aware. <laughs> I wasn't. I was the last person. <laughs> the the, the, the lesson here is that I, if you I, assume I did, something about your players, uh, <laughs> ask. Yeah. I'll just assume, um, but uh, it all yeah. it all end up working out. But you're absolutely right that this was a, a like more of a character. Mm -hmm. In fact, it was the it was the season that had the most like um, me figuring out plans as we were going because I knew I had to keep it loose depending on like big character choices that could be made because it's character driven. So you know I, I have to be open to what they want to do as opposed to early on where I'm like, and the next episode you're going to this place and you're doing this thing, have fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, because me and Austin did talk a little bit before the season started about like, oh, you know, we've kind of done like the other character seasons, like what, do you, what in a theoretical Danny season, what would you want? And I was like, oh, you know, it's she doesn't really have any villains. It's more of like an interpersonal character arc. Like I want her to get some agency. Never said the word captain uh, <laughs> until <laughs> episode five. Uh, but then and she I still um, hasn't. And I still haven't. Uh, then I saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and I texted Austin, shit, am I just doing a rocket raccoon? And it was very shortly after that that I'm like, ah, I think Danny should be captain. Uh, so the moral story here is yeah. to communicate, <laughs> which I think might also be but, you know, but the moral of the season. It ended up working out perfectly well. <laughs> yeah. There no. was, I will say, let me see if I have it here somewhere. Uh, I... We were talking about what the Danny season would look like, and you kept circling back to like Danny was like, "Danny doesn't want to do any of this anymore." And I was like, "Okay, is, is that the end of the show then? Because if Danny doesn't want to do that anymore, <laughs> she takes her ship and goes home." Uh, that's uh, that, that's, that's the, pretty definitive to me. So that's but, the really course, dangerous part. Ended, well, well, that's the hard part of making any D and D mm -hmm. character is like it's so tempting to be like, "Yeah, I want to do like a cool like kind of." Lizzie, just you know a guy who's just like doing his own thing and it's like cool but your character has to want to participate in the plot because mm -hmm. otherwise they're just gonna be dragged kicking and screaming into the plot and that's like annoying for the dm and the other players <laughs> yeah i think the yes, one episode that that like i really struggled with that personally this season was uh the eye of the afridi where we did the city of brass that, heist yeah yep. because well, I like but it that too. was yeah that but was that me was... dragging you into that kicking and screaming on purpose yes i'm <laughs> happy yeah, yeah. That it's the one thing we've done that I think Danny genuinely would not have wanted to do. And if we were not playing a podcast, I don't know that I would have made... Like, if we were not doing this in a format where, you know, it's it's less fun to not be the player playing. But also, like, we're telling a story and it's better that it's characters participate in order to have character growth and uh, interactions later on. I don't know, like, in a home game, if that might have been a scenario where, like, Danny just would not have done that mission. Um, 
but yeah that's that's the only episode where i genuinely think like she doesn't want to be doing this as in the big abstract this adventuring thing and not like "Ah, i got goop in my boots i don't want to be doing this at this exact second but i'm Mm -hmm. still in as an adventurer you know Mm -hmm. well that was finbar's fault and he's gone now so we're (laughs) (laughs) his just desserts (laughs) yeah just just desserts yeah (laughs) Um, but we got another question from the Actually, chat. Oh. Yeah, go on, go on. Oh no, please, please. What were you gonna say? Yeah, go on. All right. Uh, this... uh, I was gonna say. I was gonna say what I wrote down here is uh, is um, uh, Danny needs to refuse the call, uh, which is the <laughs> thing you said to me, and then I said, uh, isn't refusing the call the thing you do at the start of the story before the adventure begins? My knowledge. Yeah, that's why your home the... village gets burned down. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why you say I can't go. I have to. You live can't with burn down my home yeah, village because it's already on get... fire. <laughs> I was going to go to the Tashi station. Uh, frankly, you're very lucky that Otto survived the we need to motivate Danny season. I, I, it would have been too easy and clean to kill him. Are you kidding? I was like yeah. internally taking easy. bets on like, is that he going to make it? That can still happen. We can still <laughs> make that happen. We can I don't still know. Make that happen. No. We've been over this. We're not the killing Otto anymore. The biggest threat to Otto okay. is the other okay. characters and players. Danny has never been on team. Let's kill Otto. And I don't think it would have been uh, beneficial to kill him for no reason. For something external yeah. to have come and done, it would have been one thing. Him. Well, you say that, okay. but... Okay. No, but like, you know, if a bad guy kills him and we're like, oh no, he'll mm-hmm. be missed. Anyway, yeah. it would have made a lot of things easier. Yeah, but that's the classic, like, Darth Vader kills the Emperor, then dies, and then you're yeah. like, well, he he was irredeemable, so he, but he got redeemed and he dies, like, yeah. you know. It saves you all the awkward cleanup Lazy. and having to exactly. face Princess Leia and, you know, all the other complicated yeah. shit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, but we'll take another question from chat. This one comes from Gordon Lee. To all, now that Create Spelljammer is on the table, what would e- each crew's personal spell jamming shuttle look like? Ooh. Oh, that's... Virla... You, you guys already know. Virla's is the Praspera. <laughs> Answer done. Easy. Yeah. You know that thing that Jim Hawkins has in Treasure Planet? <gasps> like the, the solar sailor Ooh, thing? Yeah, like yeah the, the, the little skip solar skateboard. Hell yeah. Dibs. I think it's just. <laughs> Sorry, Danny. Well, I was gonna say I think it's just the Hell Ride, but it just flies for some reason. <laughs> I mean, it could. Oh, like Lobo's bike. Kinda, yeah. yeah. Ooh. Ooh, yes. Oh my <laughs> god, yeah. man. Okay, mm. uh, Voss would strap it to the back of a red dragon, um, and fly <laughs> that around. Um, just a, it's just a saddle, basically. The saddle is yeah. the spell jammer. <laughs> that's it. That's it. And uh, Finbot would try to try to put a restaurant out in the actual sea, you know. You're kind of just doing a one piece thing there. The restaurant at the end of the universe? Yeah, exactly. I was imagining that one Phineas and Ferb episode where they're like on a road trip back home, so they create a diner that's on a truck so that other trucks can like travel up (laughs) to the diner while it's still moving. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, we got another question from chat from Music Enthusiast 135. Wally, Finbar was obviously a fantastic chef, but Voss is a very different character. What happens if Voss tries to cook? Um, I, you He's know what? baby. That's what we learned. <laughs> oh, I, I, I have no idea. I mean, we can find out next season. Um. We'll see. Well, I have to like, like what is he cooking? What is he cooking with? Well, you know? he tried to make a um, cereal that one time, and it seemed to go poorly. So <laughs> he was trying his best. Okay, uh, he he has the spirit. Okay, I don't know if he has the talent and or patience uh, to actually cook. He's a little so confused, we'll but he's got the spirit. <laughs> exactly. We have a 
state-of-the-art kitchen it's gonna go to fucking shit and a garden yeah. that no yeah. one yeah, knows he wakes how to up maintain. awkwardly early nobody's there to stop him he just tears up the kitchen does, uh, does kiana leave the kitchen a huge mess like is it just gonna be a disaster <laughs> is she the kind of person who cleans up after or is she just gonna like it's just gonna slowly go to hell as she keeps baking like protein shakes I don't think Kiana cooks. I think she blends things. Yeah, exactly. But like, yeah. Did you guys ever like play kitchen like in the backyard and you just put like random things uh, in? Like, yeah. A bowl yeah. Of course. It was in kitchen. Or we were like, I, I was like making potions and shit. And, with, like, yeah, sticks of course. And grass. I played you know? Rita's yeah. other ice. It's like that. I, I'd imagine like that's that's Vasa's cooking. He he doesn't know how things go uh, or how things. Yeah. He sure. Yeah. He burns water exactly. Yeah, I think so we're all. Like that. Ignoring okay, that next the weird kitchen... little dudes one shot. <laughs> the weird little dudes deal with whatever monstrosity Voss accidentally brought to life in the back of the fridge. Yeah, we create some sort of like <laughs> animated mold monster. I'll write it down. <laughs> Yay. Yep. Um and we're also ignoring that the kitchen is directly next to the engine room, and so eventually if no one stops her, Danny is just gonna start leaving more and more wrenches and whatnot in the kitchen because it just expands outward <laughs> as an infinite mess. Yeah. <laughs> um but we're gonna take a question from the email. Uh this one comes from Celevora. Hi, love the pod and hope that you have as much fun making it as I have listening to it. We do indeed. Uh, and Yay. since I will go on holiday for a few weeks, here's my question. Where in the Planescape would you, the players, want to go on holiday? And where on our little blue ball would your characters want to go on holiday? So Ooh. where would your characters want to go in the Planescape? Or no, where would you, the person, want to go in the Planescape? And where would your characters want to go on the planet Earth? Alright, let me just pull mm. up the world map remind myself of everything okay. i have an answer for where i would like to go i'd like to i'd like to travel to mechanus that Ooh. that shit just sounds cool <laughs> like aesthetically like yeah but i don't know where verily would want to go i gotta i gotta think on that a bit i'm curious about arborea but the version of it i drew is so pretty i just want to go there i want to go to sigil <laughs> I'm a city slicker. Ooh. I like the idea yeah. of doing a little like pub crawl in the city, <laughs> city of doors. Oh, I would say yeah. the That's city of nice. brass, but I don't want to be set on fire, and I like cold weather more than hot. So I think maybe for me, the actual person, Sigil's the safer bet. Yeah, it's fair. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I'd go to the Feywild because come on, it's, it sounds like a great place. They throw great parties there. Um, fuck it, I'll. <laughs> make a bad deal with a fae just to see how it goes <laughs> just around. Walk around, you know i think dandy would want to go to that island in greece that has more like cats than people like it is just sort of like a cat sanctuary both Ooh. for the way that plug could make friends it's like a vacation for him and also proximity to volcanoes hell yeah okay nice down uh, uh do you guys hear about that big like sinkhole cave with an entire ancient forest in it they found in China a few years back? Oh yeah. What? No. That sinkhole cave. Yeah, We've yeah, all heard better. of it. <laughs> yeah, that's that awesome. <laughs> um, Reminds yeah. me of home. I think it's more like, wow, caves can be pretty. That's weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, yeah. you know, a nice hiking expedition, very pretty location. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Virla. Yeah, fuck it. Virla would go to Germany. He'd like to see that German engineering. <laughs> <laughs> or like Swiss watchmakers or something. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. What about uh, Voss and or Finbar? Um, Voss would uh, follow Virla uh, just to be an annoying tourist. Uh, I love this. I love this concept. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, just like in the background, photobombing 
Um, if if Fela goes to a restaurant, uh, Vas gets a table across from him, um, orders uh, as much food. Um, yeah, yeah. And as for Finbar, um, he'd go down south, probably like a, down south of uh, U.S. Um, so I guess Ooh. Louisiana, New Orleans, I was gonna I, say New Orleans, Cajun mm. food, yes. Um, Ooh, for sure. yeah. that's more his uh his mm. haunt, yeah. I'm always hungry after we live stream. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, should order some tiramisu. Let me just. That's uh, what happens when you make a chef character. You you make mm-hmm. everybody hungry. Yeah. Yum. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm so tired. Uh, yeah, let's take another one from the email here. Uh, hi, I absolutely love the podcast and have a question for the Q and A relating to the finale episode. What would have happened if Virla had submitted for memory modification? Austin said it would have gone after Danny, but how much of their memory would be gone? Just the memory of the spell itself? Uh, yeah, all memory. Uh, uh, that would have would have from understand knowing what the spell was up until now would have erased it to make it so that I didn't remember anything about that the finding the lost spell. Mm. Uh, and for uh, oh, people, also people were were. Um, uh, people were asking, like, why they didn't come after the Mind Flayers at all. And the reason is the Mind Flayers uh, didn't, like, learn about it. Like, they don't they don't realize they're doing it, so they, the, they there's no knowledge there to eradicate. Very specifically, the creation of the knowledge of the spell, like, bringing it back into existence, is what the, the Inevitable was, was trying to stop. And the Mind Flayers are doing uh. it with, like, biology, basically, because mm. the, the, their Spelljammer is, is alive, it's reproducing, so they don't realize they're doing it. So if they had, like, nautiloid sex ed, that's when they would start getting... <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Like, someone really, like, got their hand, their elbows up in it, and they were like, what's going oh. on down here? What does that mean that Leap is doing, then? Wait, why would shit. it like that? Gross. <laughs> you guys got to catch your hands in it up your elbows, so you figured out what was going on. Gross! Yeah, a or whatever. Or a I don't like what that suggests what me and Danny did. I don't but. like when Austin no. doesn't tell me things, but I also don't like when Austin tells me things, and I'm reasoning sort of an impact. <laughs> <laughs> that, at this point, you just can't win. Uh, we'll take another question uh, from chat. This one from Candy Bar. What was everyone's favorite combat this season? We definitely saw lots of epic battles in combats. Oh, man. Someone's going to need to remind one. me. Not one of the ones I was paralyzed for. Other yeah, than that. that was tough. I do retro- retroactively feel pretty bad that Kiana keeps kicking, but she's such a threat now. I rolled it's, like shit. Really it wasn't your fault. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the stunning one was definitely was not. Uh, yes, correct. Was not my fault. Uh, the placing you in a bubble was was a little bit. That one also, was very funny. Though, you're, especially... so, you're so yeah. devastating that like the elder brain has to stop you. Thanks. Yeah. I'm wow. okay with being warped at this point. I think it's flattering, <laughs> but it wasn't one of the fights where I was paralyzed. For I'll tell you that. Let's see, you guys fought the um, Abishai in the skies of hell. Mm-hmm. That was the very first. That was in the second episode. Was the very right, first yeah. Episode. Oh, with the, the flying and the, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there was no combat in the heist episode from the Afridi, I don't no. think. No. Yeah, we Thank were just goodness. really fast. Yeah. There was a lot of there internal was, there was turmoil. There Adelian but... during the race. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that was pretty down. fun. Go, that but was I felt bad so about it. Fun. Nope. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think, yeah, I think specifically I liked the juxtaposition of the rest of us fighting and Delian while Danny and Roy were, were racing. Because there was also yeah. that, that slod thing near the end that Danny had to deal with. Mm-hmm. That's true. Had to make a heartbreaking, heartbreaking choice. If we ever had like uh, an actual TV show made from the series, just cutting back between the race and us giving oh, yeah. Delian a beatdown, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. You know, really you do good. some cool Love wipes that. with like jumping on the bike, and it would wipe to like Kiana doing a punch. You know, it'd be good. A lot stuff. of match cuts. A lot of match yeah. cuts. Yep. 
It's like, you know yep. how the, the Castlevania season three finale intercuts like two different sex scenes with two different fight scenes. And there's a lot of like match cuts of like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, Cypher just slammed a big ice spike into something. And meanwhile, something else is getting slammed elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like picturing the, uh, <laughs> the many wipes of Speed Racer, but that works too. Uh, <laughs> okay. Ooh. Oh. I was thinking about Sensei. They did that in Sensei as well. Oh, well, God. that's also oh, the Wachowskis. Yeah, no, so that oh. makes that, that's just the yep. Wachowskis look at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. You guys had uh, you guys uh, wait, the Danny had queen? to fight the the Mesolots to get the cake. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh that's oh, my that favorite was, combat of the season. Cake, Hands cake, down, cake. that one was my favorite. Not my favorite, but <laughs> oh, that that was actually that was my favorite because we that got to make all fun. those Sonic jokes and Roadrunner <laughs> jokes. <laughs> I did like right the Sonic and the Roadrunner joke. And then the back half of the seasons where it picks up, you got the Lycan yeah. Blood fight. Uh, mm -hmm. You've got the um, the first Nautiloid fight, the, the second Nautiloid fight. Yeah, the jewel. The yep. guardian at the gate, the basement. Then you guys escape. Then you go back. You fight the kraken and the elder mm -hmm. brain. Uh, and playing then... the B team for a little bit was really fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that was. Yes. Yeah, I, I love the B team fight. I think yeah. I liked the Lycan Bride fight a lot. There was a lot going on for that fight. It was a fun one. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm sticking with the. Uh, I'm sticking with Dumb and Dumber. I think that chasing them with the cake was just such. I didn't get oh, a lot yeah. of chances to be like chill this season. There was a certain zen to not <laughs> having a pretty relatively low stakes fight, and also it's fun to make to, to yeah. make fun of them and be on the bike. Neat. Yeah. Neat. All right, we'll take another question from chat. This Next one question. comes from Zealous Doggo. Chat's question going. for Austin: Is Amun the Ancient still mm -hmm. around? Given he was mentioned to be a mummy lord, I need to to know if he is safe. Uh, that's an excellent question. Uh, and the answer is uh, no, he's not safe because while technically by staff block, I think that he does have some sort of like regeneration. Uh, the whole point of that was to make a decision with consequences. So imagine if as greater than a normal mummy, but not as powerful as a mummy lord. He was destroyed in that fight. R.I.P. to a true legend. Just gives the saddest yeehaw and tips the hat. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Uh, we'll take another. If a moon were to come, if a moon were to come back, would Danny give the hat back? No. Ooh, good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> nope. I won it in honorable combat. I believe it was the terms of the race. It's not my fault he got killed by a bunch of slabs. <laughs> it really wasn't. <laughs> Everyone else in the Again, race also so died. <laughs> That was not the transaction, Amun. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. They, yeah. They all, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. They kind of all... This is a very dark episode. Danny won and was the only survivor. Yes. So that's yeah. the most efficient way to win, baby. One by <laughs> And default. it wasn't my fault, necessarily. I just was speedier. <laughs> if you brought another PC, maybe they would have stand a chance. <laughs> but then you guys would have had to fight Endelian two on one and keep Roy from being and killed by Endelian. Yeah, it was interesting yeah. choices. Endelian went out we kind of just like curve a punk. Stop him. Yeah. Yeah, Endelian kind of went out like a punk, but uh, but oh. alternatively, um, Danny had to make that really hard decision because Roy was in the fight. You know, I yeah. think Danny would have been way more reckless if she was riding with Virla or Kiana. Oh yeah. Uh, mm. I can't imagine a world in which she takes Finbar of all people with her. <laughs> but you know, I would have liked you... jumping off of moving bikes onto other moving bikes. Also, you know that Endelian would have, like, like eyed down Roy and then gone for him immediately oh, yeah. first just to be like, yeah, fuck you guys. Mm -hmm. I'm going mm -hmm. to kill this weakling. We couldn't have just left Roy in the stands cheering us on safely out of combat. What if I told you guys uh, Finbar was still holding back in that combat? If Finbar went all offense every single round, um, it's actually kind of scary. Just, yeah. just let you guys know. 
I believe you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we're going to take another question from the chat. This one comes from uh, Mars MC. Question for Austin. How far into their relationship are Cressida and Roy? <laughs> Guys. Um, they're not in a relationship. They've, uh, they've hooked or... up. And they're, like, tentatively feeling out if that's a thing that could happen again. Uh, but the last time they saw each other, Cressida had just died via brain parasite and been resurrected. Um, and Roy was still pretty drunk, so... <laughs> Yeah, they're not in a relationship. We're just shipping them, guys. It's yeah, that's yeah. different. I mean, could there be? You know, maybe something's there. But uh, you know, well, uh, well so that that all that all depends on if Cresta can like get her shit together. Yeah. <laughs> Roy is very secure in himself. In People are always like, Cresta's the only one who's been to therapy. I'm like, she's not been to therapy. Guys. <laughs> you think the drow Cressida from Enzo Baranzan has been to therapy? Cresta, is not you know, having a great time of it in general. She's like Danny, where she's just compartmentalizing anything and not really like addressing it. Well, that's she, the, 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 the mental hey. state of Cressida is: I have done so many bad things in my life; it's kind of pointless for me to try to do good. So why not just do less bad things, right? And that's not really a good mind state to be in. That's that you shouldn't think that. But she—that's basically her, her her how she feels about things. So. Oh man, I love her. <laughs> yeah, me too. It was fun to get to see more of the NPCs this season. Like, we usually get at least, like, a yeah. Maxim cameo or something, or, like, Roy and Otto will show up for an episode. But we really, this was really, in in addition to kind of being the Danny season, it was kind of the NPC season, <laughs> just based on the wedding guest list and the, like, NPC B-team fight and all that fun stuff. It was, it was, that, was a, that was a real treat as a player to get to, like, kind of see play out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, we'll take another question. Gotta stop talking about Roy body pillows. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Uh, I mean, does Redbubble do those? I know they don't do the pins. Nope, but... and <laughs> we're not going to talk we about got... it no more. We got an email one time from, like, a Daikamoda uh, distributor that was like, hello, <laughs> we would be interested in sponsoring a video. And we were like, maybe we'll just leave this one on red. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, righty. Uh, we'll take another question from chat here. My chat just refreshed. Should give me two point uh, two seconds to do a little scrolling and uh, uh, distract the really, really quickly. As for Roy's mental state, like obviously Roy has like bad things in his life, but uh, he's like pretty balanced about it. Like he understands what's bad, and like he also has room in his life for good things and good relationships. So it's it's very different for being existentially dooming yourself. Roy has been to therapy. <laughs> Roy has been, yeah. I mean, that's what Sadie and Marnie are basically for. Yeah, I was gonna say. Aww. In my mind, Roy had like more of a stable like childhood than Dan. Like of the like kind of like three mechanicy street kids who ended up working at the Heap, Egan, Roy, and Danny. I imagine that like Danny probably had the most ambiguous. I've just been on the streets my whole life. Everything sucks. Life prior to the Heap, and then. Roy and Egan had at least some family or friend connection that even if they were living it pretty low, they were still in the slightest, slightest increment more supported. Um, so I think it makes a little sense that Roy might have a shit a little bit together at this point <laughs> compared to like Cressida and Danny and everyone. Uh, yeah. uh, but we'll take a question from chat guard three boy to Sophia. Will Danny ever get a feat like the gunner or sharpshooter feats, which let her ignore disadvantage for enemies that are within five feet and ranged attacks respectively. Uh, possibly if we make it high enough to get another um, feat or 
uh, ASI. I wanted to get my um, intelligence up to 20 so that I could get bonuses to everything uh, more at this last yeah, level up. Intelligence is pretty good. It's yeah. It's really good. Yeah. So I, I, I went with that. Um, but, I, you know, those feats are both great options and ones that I have considered in the past. So possibly if we get to, uh, what is it, level 16, I think, is the next feat ASI? Uh, yeah. 16. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. four more levels. Uh I, I wouldn't hold your breath on that one. <laughs> yeah. It's possible. Um, <laughs> Anything can happen. We're just going to keep grinding Marut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We will do you anything. You guys take down a few more of those. You'll get us. You'll get to 16. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, there you go. Great. We need more laws to break. Yep. Yes. Oh, Virla's on it. <laughs> Virla flips over another conspiracy board, and it's just all of the like. It's one of those like 101 weird laws you didn't know existed. Like you can't chew gum in like Baltimore or something, and like you just, it's <laughs> just we just go across the planescape for an episode, breaking them all and fighting <laughs> inevitables. The benefit of being someone from Mechanus and also a chosen of Mistra is that he's in a unique position to figure out, like, how to best piss off very, very influential people. <laughs> I could tell one you what the other... One of these days, we're the gonna fuck up and the Lady of Pain is gonna hate it. What do you mean, one of these uh, days? It's done! <laughs> yes, we did it! No, more. I'm excited uh, for it. <laughs> um, I can tell you what the other inevitables uh, uh, enforce. Uh, the uh, Marut uh, hunts down those who deny slash cheat death. The Korok protects the space-time continuum. The, the Varakut uh, prevents creatures usurping the power of the gods. And the Zelikut hunts down those who have escaped justice. Oh, great. So we just have to become so immortal. You just have to do one set. of those. All right, so Verla can make the argument that he escaped death, but he can do so a bit more deliberately next time. Um, and he'll just do a Karsus. Uh, and that's <laughs> just powered. You know, just one of those. Just yeah. one of Easy. Um, We'll take another question from chat. This one from Hannah Karen. Uh, Wally, what was Finbar's starting class? I've been dying to know. So we met him. He was already a multi-class. What was the first thing he got a level in? Mm. I think he was a ranger first. Um, he was a ranger all the way up to level four. He became a druid at level five. He When he got yeeted out into the Astral Sea, uh, and he became a druid in an attempt to reconnect with nature, and the only thing that answered back at him was the stars, so he became a star druid. Hello, six. Wow. Hmm. Yep. Very cool. Yep. Uh, this... pretty, pretty straightforward. Nice. All right. Uh, from Spaced Panini, will Catriana just keep popping up in inconvenient places to bother the crew, parentheses, Virla? Uh, we can only hope. I hope so. <laughs> we can only hope. I like Catriana. Uh, should, how much should I say? Should I say anything more about Catriana? Uh, I don't. That, I don't know. I, that's up Is to she you, gonna keep man. popping up? I, I, I it's, there's a fan theory that she is just Mistra. Um, no. She is. She Wrong is personality. Not she is not. She is not Mistra. She is not Mistra. Is she, she a time is, traveler? She. Uh, how would your character know that? <laughs> Okay, all right, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she is not a time traveler. I think that there's, like... I, I forget exactly what I said about her. There's, like, a little more going on on the surface there. But she is not, like, um... She's not, like, a god trying to fuck with them or anything. She's she's mostly on, on uh, being honest about what she, uh... What she's, um... She, she says her goals are. Yeah, I view her she's like trying to write some coattails. She, she's she's trying to write some yeah. coattails. Is what she's trying You're to her do. next big break, guys. This yeah. is a Lois yeah, Lane yeah. situation. <laughs> it's, yeah, she's Lois Lane. Uh... Yeah, she's trying to write like the next epic of heroes, and 
she thinks Viral is a pretty good candidate. He's also she's also trying to figure out if like the nerdy bespectacled uh, journalist next to him is actually Viral next to her. Yeah. <laughs> We've never seen them in the same place, so yeah. Cool. Uh, Plenty. Well, yeah, this question. question comes from Guard Three Boy for Austin. What version of the Astral Sea do you use? Most descriptions or depictions I've found show it to be a large expanse similar to space. Mm, yes. So I stole my version from. Uh, I mean, the, I stole the notion of it being an actual ocean from uh, the notion of uh, the from, ocean and the sun. From and the, sky. the notion of the ocean. <laughs> uh, inspiration. Um, Yay! Uh, <laughs> don't write that down. Uh, okay. Why is it like it's? Uh, I stole the notion of it being an actual sea from a, a Matt Colville live stream, a live live campaign, uh, actual play. That's what I'm looking for, because I really liked that idea of it literally being sailing. Um, yeah. Why did I not choose the space one? There are reasons for that. Maybe we'll find them out. Mm. Oh. Oh. I, I, what? Love. I'm guessing that the space space one is another is one that? of the one That's of the fair. It's landscape. like yeah. I, don't, yeah. Don't do that. Don't leave us on that. Eh, he likes to do his little. I, things, I can. I can see. Jokes. I can see Eberron's planescape being space. Or maybe the the space between the planescapes is space. You know, there's there's tons of ways. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I've, any of these could be true. <laughs> or yeah, none yeah, of them. Yeah. It's all space. <laughs> I feel like in general, Red, you're pretty good at like guessing i don't know if it's because like i don't know what exactly it is that puts us on similar wavelength maybe okay. i just like you know you you obviously you know stories pretty well and i just like kind of steal obviously from them or it is the chain yes correct the chain of background um or maybe it's just that we have similar like um storytelling uh, uh what's mm -hmm. for storytelling like instincts or something like that but yeah. i do find that you tend to guess my stuff pretty consistently <laughs> which is good for kiana having like access to like kiana basically has the power of 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 trope knowledge yeah she's yeah. genre savvy yeah. she's not book she's smart or street smart yeah. but she's genre no, smart she's got a genre savvy. Mm -hmm. like that's I that high wisdom for that you. first thing with otto where she was like oh this is gonna be a great honor isn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh like that's really that, that's your power shining through her thanks so. yeah. i try and, and compartmentalize the metagaming whenever i can because it's i it's fun for me but it's not always fun for everyone around me <laughs> In addition uh, to woodwork, and Kiana also absorbed a lot of uh, like single soap operas. Yeah, one of the uh, one of the uh, priors just always had some trashy like like <laughs> romance like, novel yeah, or some shit. Like yeah. they'd always be watching it on like one of the crystal balls whenever I was up too late for no reason. Mm -hmm. So I'd like hear it through the wall, just be like, "Oh, it's gonna be his like secret evil twin, isn't it?" Oh, come on, man. yeah, just over the shoulder, the, the yeah. prior yeah. just yeah. like yeah. Uh, Demetrius and Sandra are, are siblings. Oh, gross. I like to yeah. play it as that's what the insight checks are. It's like, <laughs> cut straight through the pretenses of the genre. Figure yeah. out what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll take good. another question from the chat from uh, Greg Brewer. What would each character do if they retired from adventuring? Um, so Finvar has settled down Die, to open probably. a restaurant. Tiana's <laughs> <laughs> in this for the long haul, baby. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think there's a world yeah. where, like, Danny really retires, but I do think that's, it's funny to have her do, like, an old Toph situation and, like, just go hang out in Acheron or something and, like, hole up and just tinker with little <laughs> Mac and creations. I could see oh, that God. being, like, the bad ending. Yeah. <laughs> I think a while ago, it might have been on another Q&A, like, we, we had uh, offered the suggestion of, like, Danny modifying the Paraspora so that it becomes, like, a Valerian in the 
this fucking yeah. city of a thousand planets type shit, where it's just like this giant spell jammer that's basically like a one stop shop for any other like spell jammers like to to stop at, and Danny's just in charge of it all. God, I wish that yeah. movie was better. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I have to. I I also have to kind of suspend my disbelief because Virla said that it, uh he died on the ship once, and the next time he'll die, it'll be on the ship, and so uh, he's he's sticking to that. But and I'm trying to make that dream happen as hard as I can. <laughs> Thank you. Stop I, it. I yeah. really appreciate that, Austin. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you for listening to me. <laughs> um, God damn it. It, it's, uh, while we're talking about shit movies, uh in Mortal Engines, there's that bit where like oh, that God. sky pirate lady starts talking randomly about like, man, I just sure hope that if I die, it'll be like in the sky or something. And I'm like, God damn it. I knew she was too good to last. And then at the end she like falls into this beautiful cloud lightning explosion thingy and it's like oh see she dies in the sky even though not really mm-hmm. wow it's so cool and as soon as she as soon as any character starts talking about like you know i think death would be okay if it came for me in this form it's like stop that stop uh, talking like that boss yeah. what about I, I, you? I, I what like, are you doing when you're <laughs> riding dragons boss molly well, it's, 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 uh, there we go. What? What was the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> what would Voss do when he retires? Uh, Voss doesn't retire. <laughs> yeah, uh, see? Yeah. yeah. We're all doing this forever. <laughs> yeah. we die. Well, I think, I think so, so few of them are Elises who do it for a little while and then they go, yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think if 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 I was to, to take the question at face value, Virla would most likely like try and keep himself in the world of adventuring, um, probably as like a contact or a resource. Um, basically a healthier maxim. <laughs> Difficult. Uh, it would, that's a very low bar. Yeah. <laughs> maxim, uh, but he goes on stupid mental health walks once a week. Stupid mental health walks. Stupid mentally <laughs> healthing my health mental. Stupid mental health walks. Stupid mental health walks. Uh, we'll take uh, a... He would just throw himself into building, like, a small park in his his yeah. uh, his lair and be like, this is enough. I don't need <laughs> to go outside. It's more, I already know what's outside. Why would I need to go outside? His lair? Sorry, Sophia, what were you going to say? I was going to take another question, but if you guys want to keep vamping, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. Uh, we got a question from Serial and Wooder. Uh, how old are each of the characters and when are their birthdays? Ooh, we all right. have, we the, all have same the same birthday, birthday. except for Voss, who yeah. might have a different one. <laughs> I I don't think he knows his birthday. To be completely, <laughs> hey. that's not the sentimental um, stuff that that like the, the kids don't really care about that shit. Yeah, I I don't think he. I have his age written down somewhere, but I don't think he has like a birthday. Um, no parents, on. gang. Um, definitely no parents. Uh, this man <laughs> hatched out of his egg sickly, and was just like, oh. "This is fine. This is my life now." Um, he I'm is. I'm mentally healthy. Thirty, exactly thirty. Wow. Yeah, nice. Yeah, Danny's like twenty-two, twenty-three-ish. Yeah, we started I mean, at like give or take. Yeah. Yeah, Danny yeah, doesn't know. Kiana exactly. started at like nineteen, so she's probably like twenty-one now, something like that. Yeah, it's been like what two years. At some point, we figured out how how long the campaign had been going on for. In fact, I think Nora and I got close to figuring out like the date everything happened because we were like, oh, we can anchor it to the um the Elemental Plane of Air New Year that is so... uh, season two episode two. But that's a thing I made up, so actually mm. we can't. The the re- <laughs> the reason why I did that um for those who are uh. A, a, a patron or subscribe to our patreon I, I put out a story that was basically um like a log entry that virla would give to docent uh during that eighth month month downtime 
and the log entry number follows the same numbering dating scheme as the Magnus Archive. So I was like, well, now I now I gotta know like, Which, where yeah, we're at. An episode one to be a, a bonkers way to make to to, to uh, do that. Like John is like, this is a really bad order to, to put yeah. your numbers in. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I guess if, if I continue down that line, we, we probably could figure out the exact day that, uh, they were, um, yeah. that like they celebrated that birthday. I don't yeah. know how old Viral is too. That's so. the thing. I don't think Danny really knows how old she is. She's just, she's about 22, 23, but like, much like Viral, kind of doesn't really know when shit started. So it's just sort of a vague guess based on how tall and... <laughs> and grown-up she I imagine it's, it's also a thing people on the astral sea don't really like you yeah. stop aging on the astral sea so yeah. it ends up becoming kind of pedantic and moot yeah. someday she's mm -hmm. gonna just randomly be like my back hurts oh shit i'm 30 and then we'll <laughs> that's all know. me as a 25 yeah. year old so i don't yeah. know if she would actually need to be 30 for that to happen <laughs> I mean, we're, we're adventurers we live active lifestyles uh, that keeps us healthier for longer yeah. right uh, i mean to be fair Fitness um, culture Boston, wouldn't lie to me. <laughs> to be fair, like Boston really spent a lot of time on the Astral Sea. Like he he spent majority of all of his life on Yisgard, and then he mm -hmm. got yeeted off, and he ended up in Tunareth, and he was there for only a couple months, right, Austin? Um, um, and I then he... go back and check my notes to say when I was uncertain. So like, don't catch me out on a on a uh, uh, screwing something up. But I'm pretty yeah. sure correct that he wasn't really there that long. In my yeah. mind, it was something like. Eh, like less than a year like he'd been there a while but it wasn't yeah. like crazy he, he wasn't trapped there nearly as long as the rest of the of the crew yeah so i mean compared to like the the rest of the crew um yeah Voss has not spent like a lot of time actually going out all, all of the planes <laughs> and experiencing a lot experiencing most of his life on the astral sea so he's he's fairly new to all of that really so yeah yeah, yeah. well we'll mix yeah. it up and take a question from the email uh, this comes from, uh, James. What bothers me most about the messy conversation Danny had with the crew is that she ultimately asked permission to become captain despite Otto's advice. How do the players feel about that conversation? With more time to think on it, do any players wish they approached it differently? I truly appreciate what y'all are doing. Yours is the only actual play I've stuck with. I'm, I assume it's helped paste, it's paste helped by the amazing editing. Thank you. And Austin's an amazing DM and has probably moved my expectations for what a campaign should be too high. I'm looking forward to season five and seeing who else joins the Peraspora for adventure. Uh, well, thank you for the kind words at the end of there. Uh, and kind of just talking a little bit here about the uh, big heart-to-heart, -heart, like, one-hour-long conversation <laughs> in, a, mm. in a episode. Was Brad, I believe you heard seven? it being described as a log jam. That yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my dad listens to this podcast and will regularly, like, text me, like, I got through this episode. I liked this part. Or this was an interesting decision. And in that one, he was like, I appreciated you breaking through that log jam of a conversation in episode eight. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. So Which, that is... There's some character stuff going on there, but I've been at the table that's been a, a noir to Sophia lockjam before. <laughs> I ran the, like the first or second, second yeah. one, one shot I ever ran was in Humblewood, and uh, you guys were playing like bird characters. I was, and you guys spent a yeah. long time of that of that like four hour session discussing whether Noir's character was mean or not. Oh god! Uh, I don't remember that. You're just, like a, you're just like a snide wizard, and you guys just kept going back and forth. The problem is yeah. like this is the thing I run into all the time when I'm writing because it's like if I just turn the characters loose, they can have conversations in circles forever, and I will be endlessly entertained. But 
that doesn't necessarily advance the plot or like make fun stuff happen. So I have to be like, all right, they, there's like a few different things they could say here, but I want them to say the thing that is more interesting and loops back to the plot instead of philosophical musings on shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you know, when you're at the table and everyone's sort of playing their own character, it's like, well, I know where I want the conversation to go, but I don't have the top down view of where it needs to go. So. Yeah, I think the thing I struggled with in that conversation, because I don't think it went like, perfectly from a role-playing standpoint i think we all did the best we could and it ended up being an entertaining piece of uh, confusion nonetheless but like i don't think that danny ever really had it in her mind that she's like oh what i want right now is to become captain so i should just come out and say that but that's what virla needed to hear uh and so we just sort of hit a, a wall in a hard place of okay we both kind of need the dm prompting here to move past this little bump and continue on mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think it, it, the log jam is an accurate term to describe it all. Thanks, dad. <laughs> yeah. The, the, from Virla's perspective, um, he, at no point did he ever consider that th- this iteration of the Paraspera would get a captain because being captain is a fate he would like to wish upon nobody. <laughs> um, but if there was to be, he figured that it would be him because he was the only one he was willing to, to have of the crew accept that burden. Like that's how he views the captaincy as. Um, but then, and then also, and so then the entire time that he's been with this crew, uh, he's figured, all right, so it's just going to be a democratic vote every time. And it's just what it's going to be going forward. Not once did it sort of come to him to think that maybe we do, maybe like the benefit of having a captain is that like someone can take and synthesize all of the arguments and the suggestions and, you know, catalyze the crew to doing like one certain thing at that moment right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's why he was so stuck on like making sure that Danny had a, a voice because in the context of everyone gets a democratic vote, if three out of four people always kept wanting to do a thing that the fourth person didn't want to, then mm-hmm. you know that wouldn't that wouldn't be fair to Danny. And that's why he was also like, you know, we were selfish. It, it, it feels like it's only right if you if we allowed you to be selfish like for this as well, and then we can kind of like start fresh so to speak, and, and try and like figure out what to do going forward. I will but, say, if it helps, the impression mm. I got was not that Danny asked for permission to be captain. I think it was more like, oh, shit, she's been captain the whole time. Which uh, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. liked. I think yeah. that was very in character for all of us. Like, oh, wait, yeah, who does make final decision and actually get our shit together mm-hmm. and make the plans mm-hmm. and stuff? Okay, yeah. That's yeah. Right. And, once, and once that got through to Virla, he was like, uh, there's no one else that I would want. Aww. Like, yeah. Yeah, I really thought that we were going to... Or... Yeah. <laughs> I really thought that that episode was good. Because obviously, like, you never know how... They, we don't script these things, so we don't really know how they're going to play out. But in my mind, I'm like, yeah. oh, well, what's going to happen is we're going to bamf uh, Kiana away, and then we'll all go follow her, and then we're going to have some sort of, like, angry confrontation because we didn't let her go punch something. And then Danny can be like, oh, you guys keep saying you want me to be captain. Well, this is what me being captain looks like. Sometimes I'm going to make the call you don't agree with, and then it would have been the thing. I think this was a better iteration <laughs> of it where we all got to do a little bit more and, like, have a bit more of a... a heart to heart in some ways um i think there's more mm-hmm. conversation to be had for sure but it's the start of the ball rolling and so it played out how it played out um yeah <laughs> i know that that was the topic of hot conversation for an episode both in character and out so uh thank you all for listening along to mm-hmm. an episode of log jamming <laughs> new band name log the log jam <laughs> pretty good the yeah. log jam
It's just dissonant music the entire way down. <laughs> <laughs> it just breaks down into like an argument between the band members halfway through. Mm -hmm. Dude, I wanted to be the vocalist. I said 3-4, not 4-4. Four, four. Why is this 5-4? Music. And then the bass player just yeah, thanks, improvising thanks behind all of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, there are so many questions, I can't believe. Yeah. We got a ton of questions coming along. Uh, we got one from someone call that asking uh, opinions on released Planescape and Sigil stuff from Wizards of the Coast. There's interesting things about faction war, factions, and under Sigil. Will the crew visit under Sigil? Also, ever heard of Large You're Luigi? Mad? Oh boy. <laughs> I oh god. Oh, so I I wanted to do faction stuff um, with uh, the Searing Tongue, and uh, a lot of that stuff is tough to find uh, online um and I, I didn't have the books so i was just like fuck it i'll, I'll make stuff up and uh i came up with the concept of the searing tongue the the factions are gone and now wizards is sort of revamping that entire um <laughs> thing and giving us actual uh updated content and i'm just like well where was this like two years ago because this would have been great for fleshing out exactly how the searing tongue works um, so I'm I'm a little mad and upset and, and excited. At least we're getting some content, yeah. and hopefully it doesn't suck. So I mean, if I were in yeah. Austin's position, I would like to have had the freedom to like kind of take this interpretation from uh, second edition and kind of reform it. I like mm -hmm. I think the the angle that you had of modern factions being uh, like spiritual successors to the like the second edition factions was a very smart decision because you can still find those through lines but you're yep. not necessarily beholden to that lore so i'm yeah. method acting by doing absolutely no research on 5e i'm <laughs> choosing to take a mental health break after editing uh 10 four-hour episodes by not consuming any other DD planescape or spelljammer media unless somehow i can get my ha hands on a functional copy of Baldur's gate 3 in the next like couple months perfect yeah uh so uh, I mean, I'm so Tony Sir Lizzie Art. I like Planescape. I've pre I've pre-ordered the um, the alternate cover box set already um, because I really couldn't help myself. Opinions on it? I mean, like it's not out yet, so I don't really know. I know that's kind of a cop out, but like it's all it's all going to be execution um, at the end of the day. I, I feel like you know give us give us good stuff we'll see um obviously we weren't a fan of the i did a whole rant i think on the reddit that was about mm -hmm. how bad spelljammer was in like 16 yep. different ways ranging from like truly mind-boggling like uh bad human decisions to like why did you <laughs> right. design the game this way this was terrible um mm -hmm. So we'll see how we'll see if it's any good. Yeah. Uh, there's way better stuff coming out from other people, but I am excited oh, sure. to, to get yeah. more content and hopefully it'll 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 give some ideas. Um, there's a lot of things that are different from theirs from our setting, like the existence of the uh, gate towns where you can mm -hmm. walk to the other planes, which I uh, got rid of because that makes the Prospera way less special and interesting. Mm. But you know, there, there, I'm sure that there'll be some stuff from there that I want to steal. Uh, also, someone asked, yes, space uh, miniature giant space hamsters do exist. Fantastic. Good and giant space hamsters as well, I, I suppose. Yes. Would and they be sea hamsters? hamsters? Would we see hamsters then, not space hamsters? Yeah, no, don't, don't, no, they're space uh, Don't do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. uh, and kind of so, a related. This is like when they started adding elf subtypes. They were like, there are ocean elves, but you can't play them. They just exist. They're tritons. There. You can now. Triton. Wow, that's nice. I love playing tritons, I like, and I have not had opportunities to. So... I wanted to in the home <laughs> game that we talk about all the time, but it was denied. Yeah. And I played it half orc. Yeah, that was gonna be adventure. That was gonna be book two if you if we ever finished that campaign. Was gonna Ack. do deal with the sea elves. 
act. Um, well, it's kind of a follow-up question while we're talking about Planescape stuff from uh, Asto. Uh, to Austin, any more Planescape NPC cameos that we should expect a la Guildmaster Reese? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, uh, I don't know for sure. I would say that it wasn't a thing that I was super interested in to begin with there's like a picture of guildmaster reese in um tasha's uh, cauldron of everything i believe i think that's and so i was like oh that seems fun i'll i'll uh i'll put her in there because i like that picture um and then i wasn't didn't really do it wasn't really interested in like stealing any others um but i've kind of come around on that that being said i don't know how much more time we're gonna spend like in sigil like obviously things are happening I don't know how much more time we're going to be like meeting with a whole bunch of new important PCs. There will definitely be some, but I feel like, you know, at a certain point, uh, the characters are kind of they've got momentum. The adventure is there. They know the NP. They know NPCs. Like we're good. So, uh, is it possible? Definitely. I'm not against it. Uh, is it something that I'm like, like on my list of to dos for for season five? No. Yeah. Um... Well, we'll take another question. This one from chat. Uh, Asai Sparrow asks, what would each character wear for Halloween? Is there a Planescape equivalent of Halloween? So your character has to put together a Halloween costume. What are they wearing? What are they going as? Not that I know of is there an equivalent, but there might be something on a certain plane. Like, there's not a whole Planescape equivalent, but so many worlds have so many different traditions that there might be something out there. That feels like a very Feywild thing to do, to be like, oh, we're going to dress up in a silly little costume and, like, do tricks. Like, scare the monsters away. Tricks and treats. More, more tricks and treats, though. Yeah. <laughs> C3PO gear <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. C3PO Virla with like R2D2 Emmy or like R2D2 docent. The plug or plug or something. Wait, that, <laughs> like, wait, that, that makes me, that makes Finbar. Um, Chewbacca. Chewbacca, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be a group, co- a group costume. I do think Danny yeah. does slot into Han Solo with plug is. Uh, yeah. Kiana can be Luke Skywalker. <laughs> okay, so we've decided we we're doing it. a group costume. We oh. got the. <laughs> we can give plug a little <laughs> Princess then, Leia uh, wig. <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> Two little like cans that are curled on the side of the head, like a little headband. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. All right, well that's an easy one to answer. <laughs> I would like that yeah. fan art on my desk God. by Monday. Uh, um, this question also comes from chat from Core's Corner. For everyone with the change in party dynamic this season, which role of the five man band do you think your character fits now? Previously, we had no oh, leader. Guy, big guy. <laughs> I think. I think Kiana might still be the heart, I th- or at least like Aww. is the heart. Like, but I punch so good now. I do. All I right. feel like Voss has done a lot more to like try and catalyze the group and, and, and yeah, and Voss is becoming the linchpin. That make holds them us all more interesting, cohesive. But also, I Voss love is... seeing Voss in this yeah. party yeah. because for one, I'm so nervous to slot this man in. I was, I was, <laughs> I poured over this character sheet, making sure I got him right. I, Aww. I was so nervous. I, you, you hit it out of the park, man. Like, I, it's difficult to. I feel like it's especially in like a scenario where people are watching us. To, mm-hmm. to like find a, a a member who feels new but also can mesh with the old group but not in a way that feels contrived and you 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 found that uh balance because like yeah it he he slots in perfectly and he fills a, a well-needed niche um which is kind of more like i guess a more aggressive finbar in the sense that like Voss just will tell you what the fuck like i guess 
this yep. group no needs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. I'm so excited mm-hmm. to help Boss with his personal issues next season. <laughs> he's done so much for us already yeah um it's interesting to be the leader uh a thing i was desperately trying to avoid in season one and have now accepted and <laughs> season four because uh, i already produced the show i didn't want to like steamroll everybody be like actually i'm gonna be the leader now uh but it, it is I'm what danny boss, is <laughs> i didn't want to girl boss too hard you know <laughs> i didn't want to <laughs> The thing um, is, I still feel it's the thing is, it's still a four person crew yeah. at the end of the day, so there's still gonna be yeah. like overlaps. Like, yeah, uh, Danny's the leader, but Voss <laughs> is the lancer to, to to Virla, if anything. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Danny is both the leader and her own lancer, it's sort of my own worst enemy situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Danny's got a little red Danny on her shoulder, it's like we should send fire to more stuff. It's a yeah, little red Danny, it it's, it's a little red Danny and a little blue Danny. <laughs> Yep, exactly. That actually might which solve one is good? If... Which one is bad? No, they're both is... Danny. They're both you Danny. <laughs> you don't understand. It's the same if person. If Danny is the, if Danny is the the leader and the lancer, then that makes Virla the the smart one, boss uh-huh. the heart, and Kiana the big guy. Yeah, there, yeah, we, yeah. Go. there we go. Uh, we lost he Austin. He jumped off of the Discord call, so I assume oh, God, he'll be back. Oh, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Shit, my phone fell over. <laughs> he's <Sorry>. restarting, <laughs> so we'll take non-Austin questions until uh, he jumps back on. Um, yeah. Da, 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 da. Cats away, the mice shall play. All right, uh, let's go. This is a question for Finbar from the email, so this, this is good. Uh, how would Finbar okay. react if he found out all the stuff that happened right after he left the crew? <laughs> Um, Finbar would have the biggest headache. Um, <laughs> and, uh, he, I, I, hmm, he would probably, one, be very happy that everybody's still around to tell him what happened. Um, wow. I, I think, I think, I think that's probably his first reaction after, you know, the shock. Um, and then as long as, uh, and then he'd just patiently sit down, uh, with a mug of coffee listening to all the stories because, uh, you guys are all grown up full-blown adventures and everything so yeah okay uh real quick should austin try and join from his phone because it looks like his computer is kind of locked in a boot loop right now uh if his only option is to join from his phone then he certainly can try um but yeah uh, red if you could take over discording that on the side i will continue to pull some questions we can keep the stream going until we get our beloved dm back um, so chat, please excuse if Austin's audio is slightly worse. We are doing our best to ensure that everyone gets a chance to chat uh, here. <laughs> uh, while, uh, yeah, while, you music enthusiast 135, while Austin's not here, can everyone do their best Austin impressions? Oh, God. Hello, I... everybody. Welcome Hello, to everybody. Austin, and I'm enjoying my... <laughs> I'm joined by my alliterative assholes abjectly adjudicating on awesome Austin. alphabet you know, shit. You know what he does? Uh, you know what he does adventures. After, adventures. Uh, he, he'll, like, he'll like ask, like like in episode 8, for instance, um, he'll ask, like, Where, where's, uh, like, Red, where's Kiana at? After yeah. every single one, he's like, fan Fantastic. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Also, uh, this is a thing that I cut out a lot in editing, but Austin makes a lot of mouth sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yes. Austin, we love you. Like Austin, that? we would love you. Just like you're gonna DM listen to this. Austin. I know you are. But like, yes. Uh huh. Oh yeah. And then also. Oh, oh he yeah. does that. Yeah, yes. he does oh, love God. it. 
he also picks up and puts down his mug very hard on the table. I know he says he uses a padded <laughs> coaster, but frankly, I don't know how much there I was like one time. We're all like, here are his personality traits. And you're like, here's another thing he does that makes my job I listen hard. to all of the little noises you guys make every single episode for four hours. <laughs> and then I listen to them again. Uh, we're getting right, a question. Sophia, then yeah. just to, to balance the scales, what do, yeah. what do all of us do? <laughs> Uh, Noir, you type really loudly. No, wait, hold on. There's, like... there's one more Austinism that Austin, I hope you appreciate now that you're back on the call. Hello. Hello. Uh, <laughs> what is that? It's, uh, it'd be like, uh, midway through, like, the most beautiful description of the thing you've ever seen. So you remember that episode of Justice League? Where... <laughs> <laughs> it's <The> like most... <laughs> that. A beautiful description. I love, and it's like... thing, I love is... it, too. I like it when I'm like, hey, yeah. is it like this episode of Justice League? And you're like, exactly like this. <laughs> Most beautiful yeah. description. It's like the one episode of Beetleborgs or whatever. Don't oh, talk. Yeah. You yeah, cannot bring, bring, bring the Beetleborgs into this. It's not a reboot reference. Um, all right. Hey, there's there's another like quick little question here while Austin is getting back on his feet. Uh, someone asked to me, uh, will the intro to the show ever be fixed from Law and Order to Law and Chaos or Order and Chaos? No. Uh, no. No, it will not. <laughs> Don't ask. There's asking. a concept in the YouTube space called throwing for content. Uh, <laughs> That's not what this is. I just don't want to change so you it. Get <laughs> Just be weird at this point. Like, yeah. like it, yeah. it, it, it's been it's been the case for four seasons now. Why 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 change it? It's more for it's the wrong. narrative flow, and, you know. <laughs> that's that's a reason to change it. It's one of There's the beloved things that makes our show unique. There's an underlying assumption that that is that they are fighting against chaos. Yeah, yeah. Not I don't think we're, most I don't think we're fighting against it. No, no, we, we we use most of it. What are you talking about? Uh, no, yeah. like in the in the narrative. Right. Yeah, this next question comes from uh, Shadow W. How does Danny feel being the only non-multiclass? Will she multiclass eventually? Um, I don't think Danny's got a multiclass. I think if she was ever going to, it would have been when we started, kind of like Finbar showing up with the. It would have been like a rogue artificer mix, just to kind of get that like street urchin mm-hmm. background mixed in. Um, but I, I don't know if I, I personally am interested in power gaming enough to introduce a multiclass this late in the game. It would have to be a pretty strong narrative reason for it. Um, and, and despite getting a, a little tricky with her cowboy hat, I don't and, and get gunslinging. I don't know if Danny has necessarily made any sort of narrative choices that would lead to her taking a, a multiclass into Rogue or anything else. Um, mm. I don't think I, I, the player or the character, have particularly strong feelings about it. I think she's just good at what she does, and she likes doing that thing, and that's that's a okay. Her friends like to do a lot of other funky things. That's also a okay. <laughs> uh, Wally, do you own a harmonica? Uh, no, no. Okay, Space Panini, uh, I'm sorry we cannot get a harmonica toot from Wally for Voss uh, next time. <laughs> we'll send him one. Melodica. of That's close enough. <laughs> we have another yeah. season. I, I can get a harmonica. Uh, we can make that happen. There's going to be opportunity. The, the only thing is, I don't think, well, as long as I still get to say toot, um, then uh, that's, that's kind of the fun. It's like, okay, I give uh, the, I think it's my not... harmonica and then I, I do the thing, you know? I don't think I would describe the noise a harmonica makes as a toot. I also you know? don't know uh, if I he, would describe it no, as a toot. No, he gives it a toot. Not, he does, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll go okay, different different I Is that I action now. giving it a toot? I don't know if that's... I, I don't Just know. Give it a little toot toot. I think yeah. it is the best descriptor because I can't think of anything else, but I don't think it's mm. the perfect descriptor. Interesting. Well, come up with a better descriptor. For now, I'm sticking with two, okay? Uh, Fair enough. 
male, male harmonicas. I, oh, what? Okay, okay. Um, we do have a P.O. box if you would like you to mail Wally one single harmonica. harmonica. Everyone collaborate. Just one. Just one. Only one harmonica. If we see a second harmonica, we're yeah, sending it back. Yeah, all discuss who's going to do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is one of the stupidest things we've ever done. This is the stupidest joke we've ever done. Uh, uh, man. Um, but I'll, we'll do another question. This one's coming from the email. How long was Voss swimming on that waterfall in Isgard for? This is essential information the world needs to know. Please, sincerely, Syrah. Um, between going on their in their little adventures uh, in Isgard with Voss, and Eden, how long was he swimming in that waterfall? Swimming away? Uh, I'd imagine that after he realized how painful it was to actually, you know, land in the water, um, Got over the shock. Uh, he might have swam, swam around for a little bit, and then when Eden showed up, he was like, "Oh, great! Well, I can't fuck around anymore. I kind of have to protect this random robot." So, um, <laughs> not, probably not long. Uh, a couple hours, maybe. I don't yeah, know. not long at not all. Not long at all. Yeah, just a little swim. He's got the time. <laughs> uh, this question comes from Latest. Uh, Latest Red. What inspired the design for Suvi's manifestation? Uh, I don't think I had a ton of control over that. Um, so basically the astral monk itself, uh, has built into it and the level progression, uh, the various parts of the, the body that the astral self manifests from starting with the arms, then the visage, and then later the entire form. Uh, and the quarry are just a thing in 5e. They just kind of look like that. They're these big, like snake arm spiky guys so <laughs> so it was kind of just a combination of that it was she was going to have astral quarry arms and then an astral quarry visage and and very little control over over that but the quarry being like part of the kalashtar the quarry uh, is yes. the, the astral spirit that's bound to the kalashtar but again i don't know how much of the lore has made it into this version of it um it's different so, because that's an eberron which yeah exactly you know, which you know does uh, exist out there as we've learned um mm -hmm. so yeah they're not they're not called kalashtar it's not called quarry here but uh yeah. the quarry come from the plane of dreams which there is not a specific plane of dreams in uh in uh, the planescape that they're playing in but the astral sea is like technically mind space so that is it's it's like pretty close um so yeah i mean i think there was definitely room if you wanted to change things up but i also think I, I think it's cool that uh, Sufi gets to be a big monster. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Shadow W asks, at what point while recording does Baldur's Gate three come out? Was it before, or after the tadpole is Cressida <laughs> in Cressida? Uh, tadpole is Cressida episode. Um, I think it was before we recorded that episode. I want to say like post episode three ish, maybe episode four. No, 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 no. I think. Okay, hold up. I, the pre I, think, I think episode... Oh, sorry, yeah? I was going to say, I'm pretty sure the pre-release was at least out before the Tadpole and Cressida oh, the, stuff Well, Early happening. Access has been out since, like, 2020. But, yeah, the, but game, yeah. the game dropped, like... On the 4th of oh, August? Yes. I feel um, like, actually, episode 7 would have been, like, the first episode we recorded then where... Because that was after I moved in uh, to my new apartment. Um, yeah, but it was sort of like so in the cultural been... consciousness for like a month before that, and I feel like at least yeah, but it wasn't in our cultural consciousness. <laughs> until episode seven. 
At least that's the first episode that I remember referencing it, at least. Yeah. <laughs> By the time we got into the Deep Mind Flayer mind stuff, it was out enough that uh, Wally and Noir started playing it and could make yeah. jokes. Um, mm-hmm. All right. We'll take another question for you. Uh, Asai Sparrow asks, how's Virla's legal battle against Arcadia going? Oh, he's, I think, at this point, they're, they're a bigger, literally, they're a bigger fish to fry. Um <laughs> Big and, squids to fry. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, and I, yeah. Sorry, finish more. I'll, I'll say after you. Well, I don't know. I, I was actually going to say like we when when Austin and I had mutually sort of agreed that there really is, wasn't going to be much to it um, if we were to kind of try and pursue it. I don't really think that I I didn't I kind of stopped giving a lot of thought to how Virla would approach um, it. Because the problem is that if you don't have like some sort of mechanical system to guide the the success or failure of a legal battle, it means that I legitimately have to think of legal arguments against uh, Arcadia. Um, and I'm already doing a PhD. I have no time to pursue a law degree in addition to that. Yeah, yeah I think it's just, it, it would come down to some dice rolls and some arguing. And uh, I, actually, I don't know that it would be super dramatic to do it that way. But, you know, with the inevitable, we did get to see a bit of law stuff. And there was the, the idea that you could have gone and done more law, combating law, and it might have been a bit more gamified mm-hmm. if you would continue to pursue the fine print of the, um, the contracts that you got a copy of in the Hall of Concordance. But yeah. that, was, that was not a plot hook that you really spent any time pursuing, and then it uh, got resolved. So probably won't, won't come up again. But And, uh, and the purpose for Virla copying that contract was not to try and find any loopholes for it. It was kind of the, it was like the next step of, of his personal, uh, like goal to like, try and like come to terms with the idea that he would not own the Paraspora anymore. So I guess what I kind of imagine is that Wolverine meme where he kind of stares longingly at like a picture frame in, in the bed. It's that, but Virla and like the Paraspora contract. Like, that's very funny. I want that on my desk by Monday. Oh, jeez. Um, uh, my computer's back up. I'm going to switch back over to my other one. Yay. Okay, good. Then I will not so, ask the question back, directed at you. Back to Austin this will, this will take literally four seconds. He says, <laughs> cutting goes. out. Um, He's gone. Fantastic. Cool. Fantastic. Well, all of the questions. Oh, okay. Austin, you back? <laughs> you hanging on, buddy? You doing good? Hello? Hello, He's hello. Vibing. He's chilling. He's hanging. He's being. We don't hear you if you're speaking. I see it green, but I hear nothing. Yes. Oh no. Close and reopen Input Discord. He's trapped in limbo. Leave the call. Next Close the Discord the application and reopen it. It's probably just a routing issue since you restarted. It should be okay. He's been sealed in a magical He's crystal. He's saying for 10, that I don't years. think he can hear us. I'm willing to I bet. I can hear you. Oh, 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 there we oh. go. Oh, no, I'm not dead. He's free of the crystal. <laughs> All right, uh, Austin. I just, the RTC needed to connect. It was fine. We got some questions for you. Uh, I would love to answer. Mask of the Red Inconvenience to Austin. Emerson says he found Virla in the world at the center of all worlds. Where actually is Virla from specifically? Uh, how would your character know that? gotta be Sigil, right? Yeah. Are you asking me? Because I don't know. No, I'm asking the player. How would they, how would their character learn that that lore secret? Ask me at the end of the at the end of the campaign. Um, <laughs> we uh we find Mos- wherever his serial number is stored and look it up in the <laughs> yeah, whole exactly. I will say ask. <laughs> I will say there was a there was some. I think it was episode four when we were in Pandemonium and Virla was introducing ourselves. I might have said that like I am Virla the Mechanist. I think that was more of a uh a, a misspoken thing than anything. 
if anything, Virla would say that he is from the Astral Sea or from the Paraspora. Or mm, maybe okay. he just to like keep up appearances and stereotypes, he'll just say that he's from Mechanist so people won't ask him questions. But yeah, Virla I mean, does not easy enough. Yeah, Virla yeah. would not believe that Virla does not believe that he's from Mechanist. And as evidenced as by the fact that he's never really done a lot of work into trying to figure out uh like what his lost memories were and kind of the specific circumstances around them, or even his life before joining the Paraspora. He doesn't really care. Um Virla Virla said goodbye to the old Virla when he toasted uh, him and Emerson during the wedding, so uh, he's dead now. Yeah, cool. I think someone had asked about, like, Virla's parents. It was like, I don't think Virla cares about Virla's parents. No. Like, yeah. That means that Virla, if Virla's parents were to show up, that'd be a real trip. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. it comes up. Which is I, like Danny's riding it's it like, down. Yeah. I know that a lot of campaigns go there where they're like, we have family strife and we got to go back and deal with the family. But I'm like, this is, you know, D&D is a, is a moving forward, things in front of you kind of game. Um, I like to just introduce new problems, and if the players aren't like particularly interested in exploring, like yeah. you know, mm -hmm. mining the depths of like their you know, uh, like trauma, but mundane trauma, like yeah. it's you know, it sucks to not know your family, but that's a normal world sucky thing, and uh, we got squids to fight. So yeah, yeah that, I wanna... this is why I gave Grimbar a giant family and no family drama. I'm just like, that's fine. He's got a regular, <laughs> there are two approaches. regular family. Hey, I also yeah, gave Virla no everybody. family drama. I gave Virla no family. <laughs> Me too. Me three. Yeah. And my axe. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this is something I want to touch on because I, oh, I, save axe. I misspoke a little bit in episode, uh, is it two or three, Eye of the Afri, where I said, uh, I don't want them ever looking at me again. That was... I, I never intend oh, to do yeah. a Danny uh, secret royalty or like long lost family thing. I think for me and the character, at least like what I was interested with her is built up from nothing, always looking forward, always moving on to the next thing and who she can become. Uh, and I don't know that that plot line is something that I was interested in or really thought about. Uh, I've seen a little bit of people being like, but she said again, what does again mean? And that's just Sophia Kid doesn't know how to talk after talking for two and a half hours. And <laughs> it didn't make sense to cut it out of the edit because it was in the middle of a sentence and I couldn't get it to do cleanly. People would have been like, well, did she cut out in the middle of the edit? So, um, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's I, 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 <laughs> Next game, I, I'm gonna play someone with a big family and I like have... secret royalty drama and like. We'll I've there, played we'll the there. secret we'll nobility there. thing in home games before, and it can be really fun, but it has to be what you want for that character. And I don't think that that's really what yeah. was interesting to me about Danny as a character. I think what's interesting about her is that she is a character that is constantly moving forward and developing and building yeah. upon what's already happened. Uh, and, and to go backwards and do the like secret family, secret nobility, secret royalty, whatever it is, family kind of drama, I don't think would make sense for the story that we've been trying to tell so far. The, my interpretation of that line was like, kind of in keeping with what you were just describing, Danny, when she was kind of an orphan, uh, she had, she was much She's more worried. an orphan. Well, okay, Being Danny, when she was something a... that gets undone. You're, yes, yeah. you're correct. I'm sorry, Danny, when she was a waif on the streets. Um, <laughs> but a little. Uh, was... Can I, please, sir? Can I? Oh wait, <clears throat> please, sir. Can I have some more? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no, but like, but like, <laughs> during that time before before she got picked up by Otto in the heap, like I feel I had a sense that like the Afridi were a much more real concern and mm -hmm. like just like the the authority of brass. And then when she got um, taken in by the heap, like that was something that she didn't have to worry about as much because at least like she had a legitimate job and like someone who could vouch for her and shit like that. And so then having to like 
you know, as someone who's looking forward, not wanting to go back, having to return to this, like, mindset of having to be afraid of the fucking, of, like, doing an actual illegal thing in Brass in which she now has to worry about the Afridi looking down on her again. That's mm-hmm. how I interpreted it. Yeah, I think that's pretty much close to spot on. Like, I, I think the reason that the again slipped through is just, like, yeah, Danny grew up yeah. a, a riffraff street rat, as it were, and, um... Mm-hmm. always tried to avoid any sort of authoritative eye because it would inevitably lead to uh, the rather authoritarian city of Brass, a horrible <laughs> government system and military uh, system yeah. ha- paying any attention to her and possibly uh, throwing her in jail, ruining her life, murdering her, whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's a lot of why the Eye of the Afridi episode was a great episode for the Danny season and also the one thing she didn't want to do. You know, it's the... One adventure yeah. that plays on all the childhood traumas. It's like, oh, this is the one where, like, this could really... This this affects Danny on a personal level in the way that the other adventures, even the ones where she's died, don't. Um, they're... Mm-hmm. I don't want to say external, because obviously she cares about the crew quite a bit. Like, the crew is her new found family. But uh, it, it's not something she's grown up fearing for, uh, I don't know, 20-odd years. Um, and instead is this this thing this like existential horrifying thing that you just don't you don't just get over that because one of your friends tried to sell the ship to someone else you know you you can't just walk into a situation be like all right well i'm just going to turn off the little uh traumatic flip in my brain and be okay with doing this thing that i am absolutely mortified of yeah um but yeah that's all to say i didn't i don't really want to do secret nobility So How dare we talk. reveal to the audience that this is an improv show? We need yeah. to be on our game all the time, always. <laughs> mm. Oh wait, we this is improv. I... <laughs> you guys haven't been painstakingly scripting everything you say. I okay. Well, yeah. Well, I only did that for the season two finale, but <laughs> mm. no, that whole thing was off the dome. Well, <laughs> yeah. Of course, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Definitely. Totally. Well. We've got another question from uh, the email uh, from Mars to Austin. I am about to start DMing a D&D podcast, and I was wondering if you have any advice for creating an engaging plot that will be fun for the audience. So as a, you know, it's a little different when you approach a, a podcast that you're going to publish versus a home game just for your buds at the kitchen table. Uh, do you have any advice for DMs looking to create stories that will not only be fun for their players but also appeal to an audience? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that when you have home games, it's easy to do stuff where you just kind of let, and you know, there's, for every kind of pod, uh, actual play out there, there's an audience, right? Mm-hmm. But my advice to make the most memorable one, one, memorable one would be that in a home game, you can kind of let your players spin their wheels, um, you can let things kind of like go nowhere, you can just have episodes where they're just shopping and things like that. You need to have... If, ever, if you're going to have an audience, you need to have drama. The DM's job is to create drama. So you need to do more prep than you would for a normal game because in a normal game, you can kind of have that random encounter that's just some wolves to pad out the time. And in an actual play, I think the audience would be a little disappointed by that in general. So having extra encounters, extra things that may happen if they go to this place or do this thing, because you still want to give, you know, you don't want to be scripted. You want to give them the, the freedom to, to go do things that you, that you don't expect are going to happen. That's what makes it a fun game. But you need to be willing and ready to make some interesting thing hap- things happen when they get there and not just pad it for time. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I think that's something that, you know, we have sort of a, a strategy on the show of like, try to make things a complete adventure per episode, you know, we sort of lost the, uh, you can listen to any order you want uh, thing pretty quickly in season one. And that's fine. That's how, that's making a show and publishing it and finding out what works and what doesn't. We're messing around a little bit, but mm-hmm. we've tried to maintain the, and I think Austin's done a very good job of, you're going to get some complete adventure, even if it's not a complete arc in a single episode. You know, we're going to go to the city of Brass and we're going to break into this guy's uh, house and we're going to steal a bunch of gems and that's going to be a whole adventure. Or we're going to go to a drag race yeah. in uh also fight one of our long-standing big bads and that's going to be an adventure and like I, I, that sort of helps with the pacing of it for us but that's not going to work for every actual play um so you got to kind of mess around a little bit and see what works for you and your players um i think everything else said is very good advice for that end yeah um all right we got another question from uh teapot in the chat are there any plot lines or tropes you feel don't translate very well to the TTRPG format or that conversely work really well? I think courtroom plot lines do not work in <laughs> yeah. the TTRPG format. It's, as no, much as yeah. I love the idea. Oh, yeah. There yeah. needs no. to be some game to it, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I mean, oh, that's a broad question. I think you could spend a really long time thinking about it. I think uh, if we want to give it a broad that, answer. We should have a fishing one shot. Yes, music enthusiast. No. 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 I think. <laughs> As a, as a broad answer, me fish. The, the fact is, anytime that there's, like, a story where there is one solution, like, mm-hmm. um, like oh, yeah. in certain kinds of mysteries where it's like, all right, the, the killer did this, and there's only one piece of evidence that will clinch this for you. There's only one way to figure that out. Yeah. Um, that is hard to translate into a improv game session where like because there are things you can do in a mystery where it's like i'm gonna drop this one little tidbit on like page 57 and then Mm -hmm. it's all gonna make sense later if you drop one little tidbit that's the only thing that can let your players figure out what happened they're gonna miss it and you're gonna be upset (laughs) i mean they're always they're always around that or they'll pick it up immediately and you'll burn through like two to three pages of notes and be like, oh, they already figured out the mystery. So yeah, Yeah, exactly. This kind of gets to the crux of like a TTRPG is more of a sandbox than a Lego set. Like it doesn't have strict instructions that your players are going to follow. They're going to get to play around a little bit and reshape whatever you put in front of them. So you certainly can like, you could do a mystery in a TTRPG and there's, I'm sure someone who is smarter at system planning than I am has probably found a way for you to do a legal battle in a TTRPG that gamifies it and makes it fun yeah. to play. You could probably do it in anything that isn't D&D, but like... Yeah. That's, that's what I was going to say. Like, I think mm-hmm. I think there are uh, systems that allow for like mysteries and I think there is one for a legal drama because I was looking into like, okay, how can we like, <laughs> can I find a system uh, where I can like rip the mechanics of it and actually try and make a legal battle for, for, for use in D&D, but... Yeah, for for D and D specifically, um, very intellectually based um, challenges or encounters. Like you've heard, like like it, it's it's the same stereotype where DMs anguish about like how to how to how to uh, balance like a like a puzzle in a temple or a dungeon or something mm-hmm. like that. Because either yeah. like you gotta either you gotta like give the players softballs every time, which uh, like you got you gotta underestimate, I guess. How difficult the puzzle needs to be because it'll sell it to, to so that they can actually solve it mm-hmm. and then if they don't end up solving it everything could just be solved via like an intelligence check in which you would then just drip feed them clues and stuff like that and then at least for that system mm-hmm. at least for this system uh for D, it's not a very uh, it's not very satisfying not not even like for an audience but also just like for the players 
me personally, I love puzzles. So like out of like for my home games, <laughs> fucking out of character, yeah, I'll solve puzzles. Who who cares? Give me yeah. those. This gets uh, but that's the not thing... the case for every group, you know. This is something that I've noticed as someone who plays a lot of bards. Uh, the in D and D specifically, and kind of to explain extension like Pathfinder and systems that work with similar stat blocks, like things like strength and dexterity. Uh, DMs and players alike are more inclined to ask for checks on because you're not about to actually lift your gaming table when you are asked to make a strength check or try and open a door. But for things like charisma and intelligence, there is something of a tendency to, if it's not explicitly asked for, uh, expect the player to immediately come up with the witty one-liner or think of the solution on their own. Mm. And this is treating character stats as player stats and is something that is difficult to remember to work around but also something that I think tabletop games both uh, excel and are terrible at, at the same time. Uh, <laughs> and that can this is where things like mysteries and uh, court cases fall into play of like, okay, how much of it is just, how, how do you make a system that makes it clear when to call for checks or uh, mechanics of the game Versus you, the person playing a character, having to come up with the witty one-liner or the legal argument. Um, and and how do you make it so that it's accessible to everyone, regardless of how confident they are in their witty one-liners and legal arguments? Um, and so I, this might be a personal pet peeve because, again, I play a lot of bars. And so I lean on the charisma stat a lot. And I find that I end up not actually using that stat all that much to like make checks and rolls because... It's a thing that I'm I'm a person talking and no one thinks, well, she's being persuasive. So let's make her roll a persuasion check. Um, it, it's it's started starting to ramble a little bit, but <laughs> anything that is too like, yeah. soft skill based in a way, I think kind of doesn't work amazing for a TTRPG uh, unless you have found the system that accounts for that and has made it. Uh, gamified in some way which there are systems that do that it depends on what you're looking for but um D, &D is not necessarily that system in my uh parents old home game one of the players who would usually play like the charismatic face character instead of like having to improvise you know witty remarks all the time he'd just say like witty remark and then they'd be like wow what a funny <laughs> remark that was so like there, yeah. there are ways around it but you're right that's that's like old school praxis that hasn't necessarily made it to the like post-critical role mm -hmm. school of uh everyone yeah. needs to be an amazing it's actor fun all to the be time. the funny yeah. guy at the table but sometimes you are a human being who is not the funny guy at the table and your character is this superhuman mm -hmm. elf man who can play the an inst musical instrument that you can't and you need to make them make a witty joke you know there's it's yeah. it's yeah. a weird space to operate in um i feel like we've gotten a little far afield and we're getting towards the end of the stream <laughs> so i'm gonna yeah, ask another D &D related question yeah that's it there's, um, yeah Go for it. Sloth 42 for Austin, how did you come up with the idea for Virla's old crew? Oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> that's a good question. I had all the names really early on. I might have had all the names written down before we even started streaming. Oh, or not oh, streaming, oh. but recording. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I had a vague notion. Um, and... <laughs> So, oh, and uh, and we knew, uh, and they did get mentioned all the way back in season one. And so I knew some things about them, but then as I was, like, working through it, I realized that I was like, I created too many NPCs here. So yeah. I really need to be judicious with how I deploy them because otherwise it's going to get really, really crowded. Like, it is like a, like a, like a role-playing space. There's just too many voices. So... It was, uh, then it made sense, you know, um, for the captain to be dead, uh, <laughs> um, 
for for Emerson to to have already died. Uh, Dexter as the betrayer to not really be you know to now be other, and that stripped down to just four NPCs that I really needed um, to have good like hooks for, uh, and that that became relatively easy at that point mm-hmm. because I knew that I wanted each of them to respond to what happened in a different way and respond to Virla's return in a different way, and so you get Sierra who is generally pretty okay and pretty happy to see Vir- like very happy to see Virla and very happy with everyone you get Caleb who's like it's a little more complicated like you know he, he's got some baggage regarding all of this but overall he's dealing and you know there's this complication with like oh Virla's not the person I knew but I do feel this way there's Aster who was you know kind of past any characterization point um when you first meet her you know she's not in a good state mm-hmm. uh and then there's um uh, I'm totally blanking. Eden. Eden. Eden, who is uh, forgive me, I'm really bad with names. Uh, there's uh, there's Eden, who is like actively hostile and mad about everything. Yeah. So uh, how did I go about it? I just knew that I needed to fill different niches, and I broke it down one at a time. Because when I had all the names um, written down, I was like, okay, I, there's there's a lot going on here, and I don't really know how to solve the problem. But you just break it down and say like, okay, well, I know I need each of them to have a different relationship with Virla, and I know I need. Um, I know about Emerson, I know I need the Betrayer, it's Dexter, and so on and so forth, and then, uh, before you know it, everything's kind of in place, and then, and then you gotta go by, uh, went by feels, like, well, this character makes sense to, uh, as, um, uh, once I know the personality, it makes sense to be the Artificer, and that also informs personality, so on and so forth, so the answer mm-hmm. was breaking it down and knowing that I need each of them to be distinct, so that when we met the whole keeping helping of them, everyone could know who was who, uh, without me having to, like, constantly remind For me, I didn't have any, like, I knew that Austin was already thinking of something, so I didn't really have to do a lot of work on my end. Uh, But I did have, like, ideas of the visuals of them. And I think it was when we were in Iceland, it was actually the time that we Mm -hmm. had first, like, collaborated and talked about, like, oh, here's what I think that, like, this specific name is like. And I was like, oh, that fits with my idea of, like, there being a big one. And so uh, it it was nice how, like, how a lot of that seemed to mesh together without a lot of, like, conflict. I, I think it just ends up being, like, good characterization stuff, too. Like, yeah. we talk about the five-man band for a reason. You want people mm-hmm. to fill their roles, and thus, you know, yeah. the, the, they don't, the crew doesn't slot e- easily into that, to well. my knowledge. Maybe it does. But the old crew, uh, you know, still draws on some of that trope, you know, some of that, mm-hmm. that just good character work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this question comes from the email. Hello, I was wondering if the crew is all right with fans shipping their characters. I was also wondering what the full list of canon <laughs> ships is. Thanks if you do end up answering this. I love what you guys do. Um, to answer the second part of that, canon ships, uh, I don't know if we have, like, I, I don't I know if I would use... I think it's just Finbar and Elise, yeah. really. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. think we Fairland tend to think Emerson. of things... <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we think yeah. of things in terms of, like, quote-unquote ships, per se. It's more just characters have different interactions and chemistry, and that turns out how it will. Um, but... I, to speak for Karunda myself, and Hira. <laughs> Karunda, actually, yeah, Karunda, Trossi, and Hira are canonically. Um, oh, oh, yeah, no. uh, yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm fine with you guys shipping them. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah, personally, I mean, I'm fine yeah. with any. If, you know, we put this work out into the world, and I ask that you be respectful and not, uh, you know, don't come at any cast member for not making your favorite OTP um, canon or not canon. But yeah, if you guys want to ship and write fanfic, go nuts. That's a that's that's fan work. Y'all can have fun with that. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Oh, right. I give Girla too much shit for for hating Voss so much because I think it's <laughs> much funnier to ship them that way. So like it would be it's very great. disingenuous yeah. of me to be like, no, only I'm allowed to do that. Yeah. yeah. But who do we want to get together? Well, I think Virla and Maxim should talk out their problems and get married. I too but, like, would whatever. like someone I just else think that would to be, be in charge of talking out their problems. It's funny season. because. <laughs> it's funny because Virla thinks that he's like in a much better place mentally compared to Maxim, but also like there's a very real reason why he doesn't really have he he's like I'm not really interested in pursuing any sort of relationship right now, and there's a very good reason for that. It's because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> oh man. I mean, Virla is in a better spot than Maxim. <laughs> yes, I know. Maxim's got but, like, like decade old so baggage. Worrying. Yeah. No, like, absolutely. More than that, probably actually. Yeah. But, like, there's, like, just a very big block as far as, like, the relationship thing specifically. So, mm -hmm. ah, yes. Yeah. Um, we'll take another question from the email here because I think it's a fun one. Uh, the crew of the Paraspera each get to play one person from the Rolling with Difficulty cast in a D&D &D game. So, Kiana, Danny, Virla, Voss, and Finbar play a cast member, either Austin Noir, Wally, uh, Sophia, or Red. Who would play who and wow. what class would they be? Wait, <laughs> So this is a there's fucking there's layers, layers here. This is yeah, there's a lot of layers here. Okay. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh. So, so, question. Sophia, Sophia, and Austin. Let's just assume that it's like a zombie apocalypse, real world one, kind of okay. like we've done before. Yeah. So it's, for context, right. uh, for a few years on Halloween, I ran a one shot for groups of friends where I would assign them all some sort of vague class, some bare bones stats, and give them like a, a genre archetype, and we play a different genre of like horror movie with a. Uh, a randomly drawn member of our other. friend group playing yeah. each other. So, like, yeah. Noir would play Austin, Austin would play uh, X other friend group, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, yeah. essentially, what's happening is I think the easiest way to do this is to first assign each of us a D&D &D class and then to pick okay. which character would play which cast member. I'll be Bard Rogue. Like that's, <laughs> that's a gimme. How many of us are going to be bard multi-classes? Just right <laughs> yeah, that's, this is fair. You are asking. That's you are me. asking performers. I have been assigned bardbarian by everybody I've ever talked to about wow. this. It's so. such a funky multi-class. I know. Work. Uh, but it's so fun to say. Well, Wally, are you ranger? Is that what? I I am ranger. I'll probably go mono ranger if it's like an apocalyptic situation because I'll I'll be that that crazy kooky guy mm. uh, going. Boss of the wall with the uh, survival I, tactics. I think I'm either druid or monk. Yeah, yeah, no, that's I, right. I, definitely I like see druid. That. Yeah, or ranger. That is kind of your job. That ranger yeah. is very much my job, but then uh, I don't want to step on Wally's toes. Two there. rangers. I, are we trying to party balance our actual real life friends? <laughs> we are. <laughs> sorry, off Wally. Wally. What do you guys gotta go? <laughs> Where we have yeah. three bards, like we can do three bards. Yeah, rangers. Let's let's. I'll go druid ranger. I'll go druid ranger. I will Dream, say, yeah. I think I think Virla would offer to GM, so that might like remove one from the party. So, um, I was gonna say either a bardificer or just like the world's tiredest fighter for myself. Bardificer. <laughs> bardificer. Yes. Oh hold up, give yeah. me a second. The Let secret multi-class for Danny that it takes oh, amazing gosh. restraint for me to not do every single time we level up. Not because it would be good, but just because it would be funny. Um. There once was a Jenny from Brass. Who <laughs> was such a pain in the so ass. So in terms of the <laughs> characters playing the cast. Um, hmm. Hmm. 
I'm going to take a cop out. Viral's going to GM. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Good luck. Ooh, I like it. I love it. I don't think Danny has, I guess, mm, the, here's the thing. So Sophia Viral plays Austin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be true. Sure. Yeah, I guess. Viral yeah. plays Austin. Uh, Sophia hates power gaming, but Danny is the kind of person who would absolutely power game, so probably would be playing Wally. <laughs> okay. okay, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, hmm, Voss would probably play the Barbarian. Nice. Yay. Mm, yeah, yeah. So that leaves Kiana playing the, uh, the, the, what was the multi-class for Noir? Bard Rogue. Bard Lord. Rogue? That's fun, I like it. <laughs> and I sit and then... it out. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Wait, uh... who, who's Austin playing? Uh, I mean, I'm. I don't have a PC, so I wasn't. I was just gonna skip that one. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. Um, we got a question in chat from Shadow W. How do you guys feel about using your characters as NPCs in home games? I've had Danny burn down a place of authority twice now, once in a non D and D setting. <laughs> uh, great. Wait, Excellent. Wait, wait. What? Wait. Wait. What an non... incredible form of immortality we've stumbled upon. Is Wait, is this non-D&D setting real life? I hope not, right? <laughs> not as far as I know, but I don't have complete control. <laughs> there is going to be an arsonist coming up in the news going by Danny, just Danny. Danny, just Danny. <laughs> Danny, just Danny. Danny I mean, Danny, I steal him. I love, I love yeah. knowing that uh, the as, NPCs end up in yeah. places. Yeah. That's extremely as, cool. Look, yes, you, absolutely. please don't use our characters in another competing actual play. But for a home game, yeah, go nuts. <laughs> as long as you're not like yeah. passing it off as your own character in a published... D&D podcast. Yeah, you're fine, man. <laughs> Good nuts. Mm -hmm. Have fun. Let Danny burn yeah, down steal, even more steal things. Steal the stuff you like. It makes the games more fun. I'm stealing yeah. things constantly. Like Justice yeah. League episodes. Like the Justice best... League episodes. Yeah. <laughs> the best feedback we get on this show is that we have inspired people to either play D&D &D or another TTRPG or to mess around in the planescape. Like, the best thing that you guys say to us is, oh, I've started also playing and it's so fun. So if you want to make Danny burn down a third thing? Hell yeah, man. Go crazy. <laughs> Only three. Any more and you're going to have to pay for licensing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a joke. Danny's going to start charging hourly. This isn't our idea, by the way. That would just be Danny. Got to be a responsible yeah. businessman. Someone has to pay the fees to dock the ship every time. <laughs> it keeps being me. <laughs> hey, if you're good at something, never do it for free. Fair enough. Yeah. Literally. Uh, yeah. Um... Uh, also, someone asked. We got time for one more? Can we squeeze in one more? So. Yeah, yeah, well, we got kind of a question that jumps off from that, uh, stemming off from what Shadow W said. Can we use plot points in Rolling with Difficulty in home games? For example, have it take place several years, decades, to centuries after the events of Rolling with Difficulty? Same kind of deal applies, as long as you're not publishing a DD &D podcast that is calling itself Rolling with Difficulty and using the characters. You're pretty good. Just be, feel free to use whatever you want in home games, is the rule of thumb. We're not here to police what you. Uh, take inspiration from if you want to mess around yeah, in our awesome, world go nuts actually. yeah yeah you do that because and then come in our discord and tell us what happens because that sounds extremely cool <laughs> yeah 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 um a final question here before we we take it out of the stream you, you, bless you uh, thank you music enthusiast 135 tangential question but what does the drink danny taste like um I kind of imagined it would be like a Mountain Dew, but I do think that uh, there's a lot, like a Code that Blue. crazy flavors, like Volt or Code Red. Yeah. 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 I, code, I, code Red Mountain Dew. <laughs> I imagine it's just Dew. 
Oh, I think man. it's just a renamed Fago, personally. Oh. <laughs> I really don't know how I feel about Danny being canon. It's too late. Feel about, like, it's too late. It's been it's been canon. Like, it's been canon somewhere. for so long. It's too late. You yeah. can't get rid I of it. I say I was backtracking it. I said I don't is know how a, I feel about it. Is it in a plastic bottle? <laughs> no, I think it's like a six pack oh. of glass bottles. I think it's like a like a okay. white yeah, though. Yeah, you know, there's no okay. plastic. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, actually, the mind players can make stuff that's like plastic, which is what's alien about them. But forbidden technology. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. But that Danny tastes like cigarettes. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, um, but um, that is the we're gonna start wrapping up the uh, the stream here. Thank you so much to everyone who's joined us. Uh, this will be live as a uh, vod immediately afterwards, and we'll upload the audio at some point tomorrow. That's gonna be my afternoon. Um, if you have a pressing question, you can email it to us at rollwithdifficulty at gmail um, If uh, we're also occasionally on the Discord. We're also occasionally on the Discord. Um, so we will do our best to answer it. Well. I know that sometimes people have sent us emails and they have not gotten answered in a timely manner. I do apologize. We all have other jobs, but uh, we will do our best to get to them. Um, if you, uh, you know, the season's over, but there's still a lot of great ways to interact with the show. Uh, the Discord that Austin just mentioned is a fantastic community of really cool people who not only like the podcast, but are just fun to chat with about TTRPGs and everything beyond. There's cool fan art fan fiction neat discussions going on about who's it's and what's it's in. so uh please check that out uh it's linked in the show notes and description um additionally if you would like to support the podcast even in the break uh, we do have a patreon patrons get access to exclusive monthly bonus content a uh discord hangout where the cast chats uh, and answers some more questions. We do uh, bonus articles, art pieces, creature stat blocks, all sorts of fun stuff directly from the cast themselves. So if you enjoy the show, you want to support the podcast, consider becoming a patron. Um, yes, and that hangout, yeah. by the way, is this Thursday. So if you're yeah. like, I can't get enough of this and you want more soon, you can go sign up yeah. at the, uh, the Patreon right soon. now. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. one, you know, we will be back uh after the break uh, in January with season five, there are going to be a couple one shots in the interim from that. Um, we're going to, you know, look to do one. Are going to say the... anything about those one shots or are they staying totally secret? We'll, we'll do a little bit about one one shot. Uh, it's going to be around the end of October, early November. So more um, information to come as we lock some stuff in. But uh, Noir is actually going to be running it. And I don't know if you want to maybe tease what system we're going to be playing in. Yeah. So uh, we're going to be playing a, a one shot in the Avatar Legends. TTRPG, I think, which is a system that's based that is that is powered by the apocalypse, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And we're gonna have. Can I say this? Can I say? Yeah, you can. You, can, you can tell us who the guest Our is. Very special guest star. A very I special guest star, friend of the channel, Hello Future Me. Yeah. 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 So it's so excited the to have. Man himself. To have Avatar have, uh, Tim on. <laughs> so look look for that one shot uh, late October, early November, and there will be uh, more announcements about that on the community tab, uh, linked uh, on Twitter and whatnot. Um, and there will hopefully be a second one shot after that as well. So things to keep out for. Um, but with all of that said, we do have one final announcement for the Q&A. Uh, with season five, the adventures of the Per Aspera will be coming to a close. Uh, we've loved playing these characters, but their stories are just about told. And so season five will be the last season of this campaign. We hope you enjoy and never fear the Per Aspera will campaign might be ending. But the podcast will continue. Rolling with difficulty. We'll be back with a new campaign and new characters after season five. 
and we'll have more information about this as we produce the uh, approach the final season uh, and approach the end of the campaign as a whole. Um, but for now, enjoy the one shots, enjoy the finale, and we'll catch you out on the Astral Sea. Woo! Very, very Bye. exciting stuff. We can't wait. Hell so. yeah. Hell yeah. Thanks for talking that one shot, huh? <laughs> 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 All right. I'm going to end the stream. Thanks for joining us.